of our Wolfenstein discussion. Oh, I see what you did there. Yes, very much. <laughs> um, this is going to be a great show because uh, Panda Express told me it's going to be a good show. <laughs> but my fortune cookie told me, you will have good luck in your personal affairs. I think a podcast is personal affairs, right? Does that qualify? That counts. I, I count that. I'm not a good host because I didn't introduce the second voice of the show, John. I'm G- not real. I'm a specter. Yeah. Oh, that, that explains so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm John, I'm back. Hey, everybody. John is back from the, um, the Wolf Among Us discussion. And now we're playing... Something else wolf, with a wolf. Wolf inside. As soon as you said that, I'm like, "This is gonna be. You're gonna be known as the Wolf Guy." I'm the Wolf Man. <laughs> wolf Man. Uh, Resident Evil uh, Four was the one you joined us for last time in that follow-up show. If you guys want to follow the John lore back to the beginning, well, the beginning would be your, our Undertale discussion. That's right. Before oh, yeah. that, you're a guest for every season so far, except the first one. You can't. You you're the recurring character who shows up in season two, and the people are like, "More John. We like John." I'm like Newman from Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> Thank you everyone for joining us. If you're new to Stay of the Save, what we do here is we are a video game book club podcast and break games into two or three parts depending on the length of the game so we can discuss those parts in general to avoid the whole like spoiler cast trope of when we discuss the game we know everything uh, unless it's like a uh, one shot uh, discussion like we did with Tacoma but most of the time two or three parts to break down a game Find out really what makes it tick and have some laughs along the way, like that tagline says. If you're new to the show, you can follow us on social media at Stay of the Save on X or Twitter. Whatever it is now. Whatever it is now. Uh, TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. But uh, before we get into the big game club section of this show, John, what have you been playing besides Wolfenstein The New Order? We took a break from our video games to play more video games. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's how that's how we do here on the show. <laughs> and I, I did myself, too. Uh, let me think. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, actually, I got to attempt the brand new Phasmophobia update. Uh, for everybody who's been playing that game, uh, some of you may know that... Some of you may have been dreading it. Some of you may have been excited about it. There's an update now that kind of overhauls the old progression system. Whereas before, you used to just have a level. Uh, now... You get like a little patch with like a legacy patch to be like, you reach this level at one point in your career of the game. And it changes everything in terms of your equipment that you use to hunt ghosts. Where before, uh, the progression system was you use the materials that you start off with by default. You earn more money as you hunt more ghosts and get more correct uh, ghosts guests. Ghosts guest. That's a hard word, hard sequence of words to say. Uh, once you do that, you get more money and you can buy more equipment and make it easier uh, later down the line. This is like that, but uh, even further, like even more advanced. Now, you have different tiers for your equipment. You have like different levels for each kind. Like there's an EMF reader now. It's like, a, looks like it's from like 1952 or something. It's like, instead of a like digital, it's like an analog. It's got like a little meter that shows you one to five on like a reading for a ghost. There's like... Uh, the camera is no longer a digital camera. It's one of those cameras that's like the box cameras. Okay. <laughs> it's wild. So, assume I know nothing about Phasmophobia. Sure. What is Phasmophobia? Oh, yes. Phasmophobia is a game where essentially you are part of a ghost hunting crew, 
And in this world, ghosts are like, I mean, up to you. Ghosts may be real, but in this world, ghosts are absolutely real and they will kill you. Uh, and your job is to hunt down ghosts in certain locations, identify what kind of ghosts they are, and report back to base so that they can exterminate the ghost later. So you're not exterminating the ghost. You're mostly, like, going around and reporting. Right. You're okay. getting evidence. You're trying to determine what the ghost is. And different ghosts tick depending on what evidence you find. Like, for example, some ghosts might react to a spirit box, whereas others don't. And if you get one that does react to a spirit box, that'll help narrow it down. And a ghost can have three evidences. And if you get all three evidences for the ghost, that's... It narrows it down to that one ghost. And it's all, it sounds really like, oh, like a lot, but it, there's a journal that you have and it helps you keep track of everything. And this new system essentially made me go from being a pro at the game to an amateur again. Because <laughs> you start off with the default equipment of this new progression system. So it's like you've got, you have a literal wall thermometer that you ripped off the wall <laughs> instead of like a digital one. And it's like, you have to wait for like the little to drop and show the current temperature and it's, okay. it's a lot harder and you're putting yourself at risk a lot more now because the equipment is not as um, it's more analog instead of digital it's more analog and in some instances it's less reliable okay so you have to be a lot more precise you have to if you think you know where the ghost is in the house does it you need to be sure it sounds like something that would change the pace of the game make it a lot more slower and methodical versus it, something more fast paced it, so so far it does. That's okay. that's my experience. It does do exactly that. We've, uh, I played with a actually I played with a mutual friend of ours uh, the other day, and we were able to level up a bit, but it still we still felt woefully underpowered for lack of better words. And it was like we got to play this more. It was like a sense of like mm-hmm. it made me want to play the game more, and, and it's exciting because while it's frustrating in a way to not be as powerful as I was, it's also like. There's so much more to do. There's more to unlock. There's more to... It's like if you get to the highest level for a certain item, will that make it better than it was before? I, I, I don't know. I've not played it enough to know. But I'm excited to see all those possibilities. That's one game I've been playing. And really, that's about it. Other than... <laughs> because we're playing Wolfenstein, I was kind of getting into shooters again. And so mm-hmm. I went back to... Uh, Call of Duty Zombies, because that was always something I'd go back to whenever yeah. I just wanted to play a shooter. Well, and the downside about playing these games of the show in bursts, if we really like something and want to continue, we can't. So you got to get that exactly. six elsewhere. Was that, and that, was was that exactly, the feeling here? You're like, man, I want to play more Wolfenstein. That was literally the feeling. Because it was like, it, no, it's great. The so, real power move would be to jump to Wolfenstein 2 and be like, well, this is fair game. <laughs> that would be the power move. And I should have done that. <laughs> It's oh, it, it's great though because I had a pair, I had misread your message to me when when the stopping point was yeah I misread that and I was like let me double check and then it was like oh I guess I, I can still play one more chapter yes and so I jumped on and played that <laughs> yeah at and, the end of uh, the camp but you thought I meant like went up to the camp. up to yeah. the yeah gotcha and then I was like oh yes and so I got to play that mission then I was like darn that was not Boy, long was for our thoughts on Wolfenstein we really like it anyway yeah it's it is fun it Tell is a fun so game what have you been playing to get your fill of shooters from Wolfenstein particular to be specific Call of Duty Black Ops 3 zombies because I have a PC now I didn't have a PC back when that game was in its life cycle it might as well still be in its life cycle because there's still content being made for it every week by mod makers and 
creators out there who are just so creative at what they do, making maps and mods to make the gameplay different. Zombies fans, I've noticed more than any other Call of Duty fans, that people who play Call of Duty will buy the next Call of Duty, no matter the quality, no matter the range. Zombies fans are a lot more particular. We are. They, you, you guys stick to like three games. It's true. And alternate between those games. It'd be like, and then you'll have to wait until the next... You'll still buy the next Call of Duty if there's zombies in it, but whether you stick with it or not, or go back to your old... Uh, the Black Ops zombies modes are still king. Oh, no absolutely. one else has ever topped those. No, no no other Call of Duty developers uh, come close to meeting Treyarch's quality for that. And and the, the thing is... I, I liked Advanced Warfare Zombies, so that was fun. It <laughs> was... Okay, yeah, no. Th- there definitely were some fun ones. Just they, In my opinion, they weren't up to the quality, but they were still had, some, had their own bits and bobs that made them unique and fun like the exo movement was pretty fun but it was terrifying whenever you'd see a zombie approaching you and then they just exo blast right to you and slap you and it's like dude it was a lot more accessible than black ops 3 zombies who that is true i love black ops i love black ops 3 zombies starting a new player off with that map shadows of evil it was not a good it's call it's the most confusing map i've ever seen in Anything. You heard of you, Chicago? You go, oh, it's Play a, whole... a giant city in Chicago. That sounds great. It's full <laughs> of zombies. That sounds great. Yep. What's the problem? So you can't turn on the power with a switch. You got to actually turn into a tentacle monster and zap a bunch of electrical bits and bobs to turn on the power. That's how you get to the pack a punch, which is how you upgrade your weapons. And you got to unlock all three areas of the map first. That's great. What's the shoot button? <laughs> oh, uh, 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 I don't know. <laughs> but no, it, 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 so Black Ops, <laughs> Black Ops Three Zombies is pretty much the fan favorite for the zombies community, but it is notoriously difficult for new players because the 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 maps on disc are very advanced and very lore heavy for the story that they have. And a story we don't we don't have time to get into yeah, that. We're not, no, we're cutting not cutting you off we're not, there. Immediately. No, we're not touching that. We're not touching the story. <laughs> but gameplay wise, it's advanced and. That's one thing I will give some of the newer COD Zombies experiences is that they are much easier to get into. Like Black Ops Cold War Zombies, for instance, is very accessible. It's it's a great mode to jump into. But I've been replaying Black Ops 3, and man, that game was peak zombies in my mind. Uh, there's not been an experience like that since, and I, I hope that there will be. But that's the thing, going back to what you said earlier about, um, like, or what we were talking about earlier with Treyarch which is the company that made zombies originally um, within the Call of Duty world. Other studios have tried and failed to equal their level of quality of zombies. And Activision took note of that. And they're like, okay, Treyarch, we're going to ask you to make zombies for any game we want, whenever we want. And that sounds like it'll stretch a, uh, a group pretty thin. Oh, it did. And oh, it no. will. We're worried about that because they did that for the the last World War II Call of Duty. And they are doing that now for the new Modern Warfare 3 that's coming out. The zombies mode is going to be made by Treyarch, and it's and it's worrying me because Treyarch's game is supposed to be next year, and I don't want that to diminish the quality of their game. Like their zombies, exactly. Like, make a good map, make it good and fun. Keep the experience pure for the Black Ops zombies. Exactly. It's there's a whole lot of lore not only in the zombies world but in the zombies community world, and we're not going to delve into that. Point is. Zombies is a fun game to play when you just want to shoot some things after playing a good shooter. And you're saying the community content is so strong for that. People are still going. Oh, yes. Making maps for that. Absolutely. There, There's so many. that They vary in quality, mind you. Mm-hmm. But when there's a really good map, it's, it's like you're getting a new DLC pack from the official company. It's amazing because there's just some advanced 
map makers out there who I think Treyarch should consider hiring <laughs> if they need to have more people on their team because there's creativity knows no bounds in the, in that community. There's there's been maps that have taken place underwater in like underwater facilities. There have been maps that have been uh, in other dimensions. There have been. And there's also been Minecraft Tower Challenge number four. Okay. <laughs> where it's just a tower defense map where you just climb the tower and defend from the zombies that all spawn at the bottom. That still sounds pretty fun. Oh, it is. It, it, even the most simple of maps can be so fun uh, from these mod makers. And that's what I do whenever I want to play more uh, Wolfenstein. <laughs> <laughs> you play Call of Duty Black Ops 3 zombies. Yeah. I remember... Uh, downloading a bunch of maps for left 4 dead 2 on mm. pc yes that gives a similar feel of like just non-stop community content yes and uh one of my favorite uh created maps in there was like andy's room from toy story <laughs> and i'm like man that would be a really cool zombie map that <laughs> would oh <laughs> you reminded me there's a there's a map now that's the dunder mifflin office like i've building. seen that yep <laughs> i saw like TikTok videos of that and everything. Everyone's desk is super it's, detailed it's, and has, like, there's all nonstop references to the show everywhere you look. Everywhere. Be good. Uh, that could be really cool. Uh, real quick, any fictional location that you would like to see as a zombies map? Ooh. Go. Uh, um, let's see. Fictional location? Or real world location. Where would you like to see a zombies map made Ooh. of? That no community map. That you looked up, be like, did anyone make a map of this? And you were disappointed, no. And you're like, oh, dang it, that'll be a really cool one someday. I would love to see a map that takes place within the Avatar The Last Airbender world. Ooh, because that'd be cool. there's zombies maps that have a lot of elemental themes with their weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's even the, it's called like the, um, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a punch you can unlock in one map where you literally are basically an airbender and you can throw a punch of air at the zombie and it'll launch them away. Yeah, it's. I would love to see a map where each player that spawns in, because it's four players, each player is a different type of bender, and then they can like progress through the map in that way. I would love for it to be like maybe it could be like the, the kingdom of Bossing say, mm-hmm. or like just somewhere in the Avatar world, like the the abandoned air temple ruins and all of there's zombies. I don't know. That would be cool. That would be such a cool idea to explore to incorporate those elemental. Um, of elements of earth, wind, fire, and water into yeah. zombies. I would like to see either Cloud City from Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. Because you got the carbon chamber, stuff like that, just running around. Uh, imagine creating a train of zombies and hitting them with carbonite to have them all freeze. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be that'd awesome. Be, that seems like it'd be a fun time. The other one I would do a search for is Disney's Magic Kingdom. Because you have all the different parks. You have like Adventureland, oh, yeah. Tomorrowland. <laughs> And all of that, so you could have space zombies in Tomorrowland. I'm thinking like a big. I know they already did that with like advanced, um, Infinite Warfare zombies was at the theme park, but it was an yeah. alien theme park. Yeah, I'm like, give me just a bunch of like, um, just random pi- pirate zombies running out of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, <laughs> just no matter where you are in the theme park, and you can like ride the rides, and like it turns oh. into a. This is, I'm I'm gameplay pitching here, but. <laughs> Uh, getting on a the raft in Pirates of the Caribbean and it becomes like a real shooter where you're just shooting zombies while riding Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like a defend mission. You have to defend the raft <laughs> from the zombie. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that'd you be get cool. like a you get one of the that could be how you get like the pieces to like the uh, 
super weapon you get in those games. Ride the rides, get to the end of the ride, get the super weapon. Piece. There's one in each then ride. You, yeah. you cash a, you, I don't know, you get like uh, a giant gun at, <laughs> at, at Cinderella's castle when you collect all the pieces. What would the wonder weapon be for a map like that? What would the wonder weapon be for uh, Disney's Magic Kingdom? A fireworks launcher. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, yes. It would be like a, a fireworks launcher of some kind. I, I would legit love that. Somebody... Somebody you know, make I'm that. not skilled enough for half the time. I tried to make... I opened up the mod tools one time to see like if it would be even foreseeably possible for me to make a map. And what was the answer? I, I figured out how to put a door on, down. Hey, that's progress. And then I... But I couldn't figure out how to make it purchasable. So I was like, darn it! And then I left. The journey to a thousand <laughs> zombies begins with a single door. Is That's how that quote goes, right? That... Uh, uh, it is now. It is it now. It is now. JFK actually says that in a zombies map that's real. There's a map where you can play as JFK. Wait, did he say... Does he say that exact line? He says, uh, uh, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, so hit the power! Because <laughs> that, that's the objective in the early maps. you got to get the power on. Oh, man, I remember five. Yeah. That is a difficult map. It's very hard. Holy it's notoriously cow. hard. Oh, but it rules, though, because you have um, uh, JFK, Fidel Castro, and friends. Yes. Quote-unquote, run around. It's very out. funny. It's very funny. The quotes are funny. Uh, Nixon's on the map too, so it's fun to have that dialogue with JFK's. Uh, oh man! <laughs> it's like Castro is like, "Why is he here? He lost." Talking about Nixon, <laughs> and Kennedy's like, "I say, remember your enemies, but re- or forgive your enemies, but remember their names." <laughs> it's just so corny and fun. Man, speaking of uh, robust community content. I am continuing to play WWE 2K23, a game in which you can kick out all the wrestlers from their organization and create a mode where you replace them with uh, your random bullcrap, which I replaced. um, I talked about this on the Tacoma episode, so I won't spend too much time on here. But for John's sake, I have created a wrestling organization called New Earth Wrestling, and I put in a bunch of Marvel and DC characters <laughs> and had the re- use the community tools to um, bring in and like make changes to maps. Speaking of Magic Kingdom, there is, uh, I have Clash at the Magic Castle, which is a match at <laughs> Disney World. I have um, the X-Men Danger Room. This is a big X-Men themed map. My Royal Rumble is Red Room Rumble, the Red Room from Black Widow. Okay. And my uh, big WrestleMania event is called Crisis on Infinite Earths. And it was very mad that the sky was blue. I changed it to red, to like a red purple sky to reflect the comic book sky. It wasn't my fault. That's just how I downloaded it from. Blame the guy who made it. Don't blame the guy who made that because he made actually a great wrestling ring. So I did that simulation for about, had that running for two years in game, had a good time. And Ooh. then I decided to switch it from like a manager role to like playing a superstar, which is like you can. Uh, take your weird universe of wrestling that you made and play as one character, play through their rivalries and everything, because the characters, uh, the more stuff you have, like, entered and everything, and the more you let the game just kind of, like, play itself, it'll form rivalries, it'll make make tag teams of characters that, like, work well together and win matches together based on, like, the matchups and everything. So I, like a true... um, wrestling owner i committed nepotism i made my wife and now she's the world champion <laughs> so nice. the the two-time champion uh she rose up the ranks um i forgot who she beat to claim the championship but she 
lost the Hulk. <laughs> she lost the championship to Gamora. Oh, uh, in, in in a feud that wasn't her. It wasn't her fault that she lost the title because she did a match before then and was injured from it from mm. her rival Bo Katan, who demands <laughs> she have a match at uh, the pay per view event. And then uh, the Money in the Bank holder, uh, Gamora, she came up with the Money in the Bank and was like, I want the title. So she had to fight my injured wife for the title and won it. But my wife rose up the ranks, beat Carmilla for the championship again, and then uh, had a rematch with Gamora in which she proved victorious. So no questions asked. She is the true champion. (laughs) You might be asking, is wrestling all work? And the answer, not... Uh, in this game, not so much, but I made sure she won the. I made sure she won the belt. <laughs> Fair, and honestly. Now, and now she is in a tag team with um, Tally from Mass Effect and Samus from Metroid, because <laughs> they already had a tag team. She did some matches with Tally, and they worked together. So the game was like they're a tag team now. So I named the tag team Space Girl, like the song from Tony Hawk, Space girl because she's with two space girls and made her a space themed wrestling outfit Ooh. so now they're in now their intro when they walk up is like is if you ever watch wrestling the judgment day intro where they stand there in the fog and just look really cool as like galaxies are flying past them in the intro i'm like this is awesome that's so So that's me this game is dumb fun (laughs) i love it this stupid video game where you can kick out all the wrestlers and just make it a custom thing but if you like wrestling, turns out there's a lot of like, there's a lot of actual wrestlers in there. You can um, unlock uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, ooh, which is a lot of fun. Everyone loves Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs one of those dumb fun games in their rotation when they're just wanting to play something different. Exactly. This is my. Um, it's great. It's a fun kind of double feature to go between this and Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the perfect pairing. <laughs> yeah. Tears of the Kingdom is a very gameplay, mechanics-heavy game with exploration. It is just a, an incredible video game. And then to go to WWE and see uh, Bo-Katan hit um, Elektra with a chair. Is... <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, and Zelda shows up from nowhere with a chair. <laughs> That's Zelda's music. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but there needs to be a, a, a Zelda-themed uh, wrestling group now. <laughs> I'm gonna do some. Creative. I did looking for Zelda and Link before, but I didn't see any that were oh. good because that's the thing you gotta dig through what people made, fair, or make it yourself. Right. I made a couple myself, but like I feel like Link and Zelda would be like quite difficult. Yeah, you'd want to get them like perfect. <laughs> yeah, and then like if you make them from scratch, you gotta make their move sets, you gotta make their entrances, or they do a default move set and. I'm an accurate person. I, <laughs> I do moves that that person has either done or is capable of. But anyway, uh, I mentioned Tears of the Kingdom. I'm back yes. into fully playing Tears of the Kingdom. Um, that game's incredible, still. It is. I finished the second dungeon. Hey! The wind dungeon. Ooh. I decided to go yeah. on the critical path because I realized I haven't upgraded anything. <laughs> I've done the first dungeon and I'm struggling because I don't have upgraded armor. So I decided to do the critical path for a bit. That was the one I did, the wind, wind temple. The, the temples in this game, I'm going to say it is safe to talk about the first temple because yeah. if you haven't played Zelda yet, then this probably won't mean anything to you. And right. if you have already played it, you're probably way past me at this point. I am the last... Of the people on my friends list, I played this game the least. I'm at 45 hours and everybody else is like, that's chump change, son. 
Oh. About 110 hours. Wait, am I? Do I have more hours in the game? Yeah, for some reason, your online status is blo- you might have me blocked or something. No, because um, your online. I never see you if you're oh, online. No, I. I'll, I know exactly what it is. I, I set myself to private for a, for a, for a different reason. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's the reason. Yep. So you're still private because I can't. I can't. I, I love stalking what you're playing, and it bums me out that I can't stalk what you're playing. <laughs> I could fix that. Let I me turn... stalk you, John. <laughs> <laughs> I could fix that. I could turn that back on. I. Long story. I was hiding from someone. <laughs> that, we we we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I need to play it again. I have not picked. I don't. <laughs> I may not have picked it up since the last time I was on the podcast. Oh, man. It's one of those <laughs> things where if you're gone from for a really long time, you start thinking about all the ways that someone's like, yeah, it's a similar feeling to Breath of the Wild. But then you realize, wait a minute, Breath of the Wild was one of the best games of all time. Yeah. Exactly. I'm having a fantastic time with this. It would be an honor for any game to have a similar feeling to yeah, that. There's, there's one coming up that I think is going to do that for me. Uh, my wife and I had her anniversary, and uh, for our anniversary, she... Got me to pre-order Baldur's Gate Three, a game that is now yes. the highest, like one of the best-reviewed games of all time. Yes, a game I had my eye on cautiously, and then all that stuff came out, and I'm like, people are like, "Hey, it's like Dragon Age and Mass Effect, but better." I'm like, "What? Hold, hold the phone. You can't just it's you can't am- just throw that out there like this." I've heard amazing things. My cousin played. My cousin just beat it the other like week actually, <laughs> and he said. That this game has been so great. He he's a big Dungeons and Dragons guy. Yeah, and he's been a DM before. He said this is like playing through a game of Dungeons and Dragons in a video game. That like it, it with cap- all the best aspects. It captures, from what I understand, the like improvisational aspects that other D and D set games haven't been able to do. Mm-hmm. And this has so many different paths, so many different choices. I've seen. I looked at people playing this game, and I've noticed. So many different paths. Like I saw, oh, yeah. I saw guys take. I saw a bunch of people take like the bad path, <laughs> and seeing where it ends up going. I'm never gonna end up here. And now I'm like, oh, I kind of want to. This seems, <laughs> this seems fun actually. <laughs> I've heard that even if you take the bad path, there are options for you. There's less options than you than you get for taking the good path, but there are still options. Not- so that's cool to know that it's not just like you're punished for taking the bad path. You're not apparently. Just, from what I've heard, I'm I'm very excited for this. Like. So that's why I went back into Tears of the Kingdom going, I want to at least make a bigger chunk into this before Baldur's Gate 3 and consumes my time. Then I'll be back with Tears of the Kingdom. I've already decided that game's going to be a... This is... It's like how Skyrim was for me. Yeah. I played that off and on for years. Because I would play it <laughs> I still for, play Skyrim sometimes. I, I would play it for a week straight mm-hmm. and then put it down for three months. Yes! And then play it a week straight that's, and then put it down for three months. That's my relationship. Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> is going to be the exact same thing. Fair. I'm huh? going to... I don't think I'll finish it this year because I'm only 45 hours in and only halfway done. Yeah. I've only done half the stuff, and I'm still I'm like I still haven't I still haven't killed the master sword. I still haven't done this thing. I still have so much depths to explore. Mm-hmm. There's, yes, this That's game so is much. so it's overwhelming without being overwhelming. Does yeah, that makes sense. It's like there there are so much to do, but you're never in a point where it's like you have to do this 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 this. It's like go explore, go save the world again <laughs> play this and play this on your own pace i'm, now, yes. I'm 40 hours and i'm finally getting the story i finally know how to like because for the longest time i didn't know what how the story like those big crop circle things were and apparently that's how you want the story yes and i went because i 
done my own thing, I found like one that I think is like the last one. Oh, where I'm like, what is happening? Oh, geez. oh my god, Ganondorf is going full Thanos mode here. <laughs> uh, what is happening? This is amazing. <laughs> then being that being like the second one I found because it's like, oh, here's something happening. Zelda's meeting a person. That's really cool. Cut to. <laughs> end of the world stuff cut to literally the apocalypse basically and it's like oh my god like the blood moon is here and it's pissed the blood moon rises once again <laughs> i found out that's actually the blood moon is in this game is actually doing a really cool um gameplay thing and hmm. how this game is like a miracle on the switch is because they use the blood moon to wipe the system yeah memory. i heard like, about that too it basically just like clears the cache of all the enemies are reset, and all the stuff that you put in the world is now reset. That's why the game doesn't lag nearly as much as you think it would, or it, why it feels like it's just a... It, it's, that's why it runs as well as it does on that hardware. It's a feat of technical design. I don't know how this game runs as good as it does. Yeah. Like, I The frame rate drops I've seen are very minimal, and it's always like, I understand why it did this. Yeah. I was an idiot and attached 10... I have to go uh, out of my bomb- way. I detached 10 bombs together and shot it with a bow and arrow. Literally. Of course this game isn't going to hold up. <laughs> of course my Switch is crying in pain when I You're do telling this. me 10 explosions at once is too much? <laughs> I want more! Exactly. <laughs> That's the lesson here. I'm like, that didn't do the trick. Obviously I need more. You can get 20 on the Nintendo Switch too. <laughs> Whenever that happens. If that happens. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> Look at this near the 30 minute mark and it's already time to talk about wolfenstein that's how we do it here we're a well old machine at this point so wolfenstein the new order or i guess you could say a well concreted building that, that's molding oh as it as time goes on because of uh, internal sabotage just like life in a way yeah <laughs> wolfenstein the new order is a metaphor for life turns, <laughs> turns out but no uh I mentioned this on the prep show. I played this game back in 2016. I got mm. to around this point, then stopped because um, this, this was around the time I got Doom. A lot and, of games are coming out in 2014 uh, or 2015-ish. Whenever this one was, tw- uh, this game came out in 2014. I played this game in 2016. Oh, yep, yep, for yep, the yep. first time, and that's when like Doom. Uh, Overwatch was big around this time. Yes. I got Wife is Strange around this point. So there was a lot of games that I was playing at this time i was finishing up the witcher 3 mm-hmm. around this point because i played that game that, that was a game that took me a year to finish like tears of the kingdom mm-hmm. so um it just got it just got to the point that wolfenstein inevitably got buried yeah there was just and, too, too much and when the sequel came out i was like i could go back and finish this but i would have to restart the story because i haven't really known the halfway point or i could just yeah. watch the recap in wolfenstein 2 yeah i just watched the recap in wolfenstein 2. Fair, fair and then played wolfenstein 2 and that game is freaking awesome oh <laughs> so i felt after that i didn't feel the need to go back until um as you get older you get when it's out and you go, i didn't finish that game and i don't know if i'll have time to it's like wait a minute i have a show about finishing old video games <laughs> so I pitched this to you. I was like, hey, Wolfenstein. And you're like, Wolfenstein. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wolfenstein. So uh, this is my chance to go back and play this game again. And um, this game is really freaking great. It's 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 a really good game. There's a few things that annoy me. Mm. And once I, I think I had a 
better on ramp this time because I knew what to expect with the difficulty. Mm. I didn't play right from the get go. I didn't play games. I knew immediately that like, hey, I'm gonna choose don't hurt me because I know this game hurts me. <laughs> yeah, no. I saw that difficulty screen and I was like, oh, it's gonna be one of those games, huh? Five difficulty <laughs> settings, and the first one is B.J. Blaskowitz in a uh, little baby uh, uniform <laughs> with a um, binky, binky, and everything. It's like, can I play daddy? Which is funny, but at the same time, it's like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, nobody's gonna want to play that version I, of the you, game. I am the type of person to be offended by a title, to be offended by a difficulty screen. You're talking to the guy who played hardcore mode on Resident Evil Four <laughs> Remake because, like, hey, this is for people who play play. It's like, how dare you question me? Yeah. <laughs> but I knew right away. I'm like, I've tapped out to this game like ten times mm. before the initial run, which colored my opinion on it. And right away. Choosing an easier difficulty, I'm having much more fun with it this time. Yeah, I, I chose the middle difficulty, like the completely... Oh, you're better at this than I am, I see. But you're also playing on PC, which... Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not saying you're not better than <laughs> I am at these games. I'm like, oh, I'm already... I, oh. Sorry, that, that, that's, that's the defensive difficulty slider in me. The toxic... <laughs> Toxic difficulty slider in me being like, oh, you, oh, you picked the higher difficulty. You think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? <laughs> no, just, no, no. You're only picking it because you're you're only picking it because you're playing on PC. No, you're no. not actually better at this game. No, no. You're, you're <laughs> I actually... used a controller like a console. <laughs> I did. I used a controller uh, because I'll oh, just... rub it in my face. Why don't? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's awesome. But I knew right away that I was like, look, I'm. I have limited time for these things. I need yeah. to, I, I need to um, see this through, and I know I will have a better time playing this on the second difficulty slider. I will not choose the baby. No, you will not. You would <laughs> not get the best of me, Wolfenstein. <laughs> I was close. I almost picked that one. I just picked the middle of the road one because I was, I was feeling confident. I was like, I've played COD Duty Shoot a Man's before. I got this, <laughs> and this can get brutal at times. It, it, Some yeah, of the um, combat encounters are really difficult even on mm. the second difficulty option yes but um, there have been lots of restarts for me for certain combat encounters so let's get into the gameplay so like so this is a combo of stealth and just straight up uh balls to the wall action i felt at home as someone who's played a lot of call of duty in the past mm -hmm. and i also felt at home as someone who enjoys stealth missions yeah and it was it was like great to kind of put those two worlds together it Combines, I don't know if the other, like, Wolfenstein games before this had, like, stealth emphasis, but Wolfenstein started as a stealth series. Ooh. Back on the, like, Apple II, the Return of Castle Wolfenstein games were stealth games. And then Wolfenstein 3D was a, like, straight up, it invented, not invented, it was, like, one of the first first-person shooters Wolfenstein 3D was. Ooh. So I like that combined the two elements of, like, stealth and action here um the gunplay is uh great yeah i have a problem with like specifically like two control buttons oh yeah the um right um shoulder button to change weapons is the same button as grenades oh <laughs> oh really yeah so a couple of times. Oh, it is. Yeah, because you might have noticed a couple of times you went to yep. change a gun frantically and I you did threw a grenade it. in the corner. And it's funny. I did that when I was trying to stealth one time. <laughs> I was like in the middle of a stealth thing and I was like, I'm going to pull out my, because I had my gun out, but I wanted to switch to my knife. 
I was like, okay. And then I, I had already had like the grenade set, and I just threw it. I was like, yeah, boom. And they will immediately know where you are. Yeah, every. Yeah. I think the stealth aspect is good. I think it needs to be the stealth part needs to be a little tightened up because there is zero room for error on the stealth. Yeah. You are either seen or not. There's no in between state of like. There's an alert state with them where they think they see something and are coming to you. No, if they see, like, your foot... They're heading your way. They're heading your way, which is funny because no one can recognize BJ Blaskowitz. Yeah. <laughs> There's a recurring gag in this game. We'll talk about when we go over the, like... Oh, yeah. Beat-for-beat beat story, how no one can recognize this man. <laughs> <laughs> I saw... And yet the... And yet the uh, foot soldiers, the stormtroopers will look at you immediately and be like, that guy needs to die. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday. I saw a funny uh, thing online. It was like a description for BJ Blaskovich is that he's like John Cena if he swallowed a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> That's like how he looks. And it's like, no, I see it. <laughs> yes. 100%. <laughs> John Cena looks at that man and goes, That's a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, gunplay gunplay is really good. There's a stealth like just sort of a cover system that the other thing is um the left bumper handles like your lean. Yes. So there's some aspects where some aspects where you're in like a tight cover that you can go up or left on when you're aiming, uh it's better to use that like sort of lean button. But also it's hard to do that. At least on that's why I'm saying it's game would probably control better on a PC with the mouse and keyboard. Yes, is because I'm using like my full finger dexterity here to be like I'm going to I'm going to use my weapon wheel while I'm leaning into cover while aiming down sights uh, is a lot to mm. hold your hands on, and then if you slip a finger, oh, I threw a grenade. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. Definitely, I I was tempted to do mouse and keyboard because I I'm. I'm in a weird point with as a PC gamer now. Like I still use a controller for a lot of games just because I played so many like shooter based games with a controller. That's where you feel at home at is it is and it's like I, I've attempted mouse and keyboard and I can do okay, but it's like I I will not do any better currently. I need to practice. It's like the equivalent is like fighting players and fight sticks. If you've only yeah. been using a controller, a fight stick's not gonna help you. Right. But if you learn and put the time into using a fight stick, you will be a better player. Yes. If you put the time in and learn how to be use a mouse and keyboard, you're inevitably going to be better. It's just that learning curve and like wrapping your head. It's like it's learning a new language exactly. pretty much to read the same book. Exactly. Like, you know, I know the material, but I don't know how to engage with it in this way. That's a good that's a good analogy for it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh it's it, it is like that because I I want to get better with mouse and keyboard. So if I, I will probably want to play this game again uh, and take a different uh, we'll talk, we'll go into this later, but there are different routes you could take with the story. That's true. John and I took different routes. Yeah, we were like, we wanted to get at the different experience and share what our what the varying perspectives were depending on the story. Yeah. Also, that way, if uh, someone's tuning in and they're like, I've only played the Fergus run, and if we both picked Wyatt, you'd be like, well, this bit of the conversation doesn't mean a lot, doesn't do a lot for me. Right. I can't. And this is the way we can much. like engage with the material and judge like. Exactly what are the changes? We can talk about that as we go. I have a feeling it's pretty, like, sparse, but, like, interesting. It's not just a story change. It's a little bit of a gameplay change. Right. Too, because of the unlock that you get. But we'll 
talk about that. Uh, any other stuff that you want to get into uh, the gameplay before we dive into the story? Um, Anything that stood out to you? The gunplay was really the gunplay was really fun. Like yes, it, it's I would describe it as very similar to Call of Duty gunplay from that era, but a little more clumsy, and that's not a bad thing. It, it it's like harder to be accurate. It's frantic. Yes, more frantic, and I like that for this type of game where it's not like a PvP like game where you're not fighting other actual people. Mm-hmm. This is appropriate for that type of gunplay, and I think that it's it, it's great. It's just the right amount of like, oh, I got a, uh, I'm a little shaky, but I think I got this shot lined up. It, Boom. Yeah, I see it. The game doesn't. It when you aim down sights, it doesn't immediately. At least it doesn't feel like for me. It doesn't immediately get you on the guy. Yeah, no, yeah. It gets you around the guy. Yeah. And you just spray and pray at that point, especially mm. in a firefight going, I need this guy dead. Exactly. Shoot everything I have at this man. That's <laughs> when you go into a Kimbo assault rifle mode, which yeah, is the thing, which is the the thing dual you can do. Stuff. I love the animation from going to dual wield and then it, like him just immediately like um, reloading both guns fast. Like <laughs> the... I was talking about my finger dexterity. The finger dexterity on BJ Blazkowicz is insane. His fingers each ate their own watermelon, apparently, because he's, <laughs> he's really good at that. And it is it's incredible, like the, the some of the animations and stuff that you do. You can dual wield knives for some reason. <laughs> I haven't found a practical use for dual wielding knives except the, the, the one the, to stab and one to throw. <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. That also the kill animation is different, like the self kill. Because yes. uh, when you had the double knives when, on the final mission, I went behind just a Nazi, took both fingers, and like did a cross, like Ooh. Anakin slashed on his neck, and that felt so good. Ah. <laughs> Is this the game where you can do brutal kills because you're not feeling bad about any of the people you're killing? Oh, like, no, no, these are Nazis. Like, I don't. I, I want to kill every single one of these damn dirty Nazis. Exactly. It's great. <laughs> it's very satisfying. No moral ambiguity here. No, exactly. Just cut I've, and dry. We are going to overthrow these dudes and we're going to make it violent as hell. Yep. <laughs> and it's been great to just not be not hold because there's some games even in the shooter category where I'm like, oh, that's a little too brutal. But it's like they're Nazis. It's a little. It's a <laughs> little brutal sometimes like it's a little brutal it's more ambiguous, which is great mm-hmm. story for as a storytelling device like yes. something like the last of us where you're feeling bad especially for my hero part two you're feeling bad for doing some of the actions you're doing you're not feeling anything for what you're doing here and nope. that is great yeah nope it is just you you know there is nothing wrong with what you're doing exactly you are, no you are bringing down a evil regime and we need Sometimes we need just like cut and dry, good guys, good. Bad These guys are the die. bad guys. There's Black no... and white. Yeah, that media can be very cathartic sometimes. Can, especially can... playing, it feels so good. It can get emotionally exhausting. It's like it's like yes. No, and I love that type of media. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but it's yeah. like sometimes I just want like these are definitely the bad guys, and you are definitely the good guys. <laughs> Go beat the bad guys, <laughs> and that's what this is has been so far. And, yeah, and we'll let's go ahead and get into the. Uh, the story stuff. So right away, uh, chapter one, uh, Death Head, Death Head's compound. Like this sort of has. A, it's not really in the immediate res. We're not in like the middle of the story. We're in the middle of the conflict here, or yeah. more, more or less at like the end of the conflict here. It's like World War Two has gone on longer than in our actual real world. Yeah, it's nineteen forty six, and it's like anybody who knows World War Two history is like why are we still fighting this war? <laughs> Especially the Germans being involved and yep. like this late in the conflict and everything. 
So uh, right away, one of the first lines is BJ. I wrote BJ dreams of barbecue. Same. It's my very first note about this super um, violent video game. One of my first notes is uh, when we're taking out soldiers in the Coliseum of the first mission. Uh, I love that our Scottish, because I didn't know his name at the time, yeah. our Scottish leader would swap between shouting orders loudly and singing, my Bonnie lies over the ocean, <laughs> in, between, in between killing Nazis and shouting orders. <laughs> so my ba- Bonnie lies over the ocean. <laughs> it's really funny. So it's the Baltic Sea, 1946. Yes. Our plane is damaged, mm-hmm. and right away Fergus tells us to like cut the uh, cargo loose. And we're flying... We gotta drop the load! (laughs) We're flying... It's, like, very good, like, impending assault. The fortress is coming up over the horizon. And uh, you're flying really low to the water. Too low. Very low. (laughs) As the, like, ships are coming to you. It's almost like Star Wars-y. The fact that you go, like, under the plane... I know that's not, like, the planes were assembled. But you go into the plane, like, into the... Into the uh, mounted turret. The gunner turret. Take off them, like, right away. Um... All right, so the story lies, we're losing the war. We're making a Hail Mary assault on the stronghold of General Strasse in hopes to turn the tide. And, uh, yeah, this, just this first, like, bit here. It, it's kind of a cliche around this time to start the game with, like, a turret sequence. Yeah, it was but, a very, like, stereotypical... I would have described it as a very stereotypical Call of Duty-feeling mission. Yeah. And not in a bad way, just in, like, a... It oh, starts okay. off like that until the game... Like, if you only play the first 10 minutes of this game, it's easy to be like, I know what this is. Yeah, I've, I've, I've played a million of yeah, these. Yeah, I've played a million of these before. It's <laughs> what makes, I think what makes this game really special is when we get to the second mission. Yes. But we'll get to that when we uh, get there. Uh, there, The Fergus jumps from the wing of your plane yep. to the wing of the airplane as the plane goes down. It's a really cool... Uh, bit here and there's like a soldier freaking out you slap him and he says (laughs) yeah like the cliche of you slapping him and he says thank you yeah that's pretty fun but you what i like about the intro to this game is the way it um escalates the if you know nothing about wolfenstein you're just like this is a world war ii game the way it's like, wait a minute, okay, this war's going on for longer, so this is like an alternate history sort of thing. That was all I knew going in. I all, all I knew was that apparently this is a universe where the Nazis won World War Two. So that's all you knew. That's going all in. I knew. But when you land on the beach and you see like the mechanical dog and everything, I was like, oh, uh, uh, that this, is a this is nineteen forty six, right? <laughs> yes, the shift that like the Nazis are like yeah. super technologically advanced. Yeah, is a great reveal with the robot dogs there's a really eerie bit here too that i love here where you dive into the water to escape the bullet fire and you see just all the men all from the, the bodies and just, just blood. sinking down to the ground oh. and then you see it you don't see it from the sky you see it on on the water the foot yes. of the mech just crashing into the water that was like i was like what the hell is that <laughs> i like i like i was and it was that was right when i was about to because i thought you needed to come up for air I didn't really think I... I never had that problem. But There's I no like, oxygen meter in this game. Yeah, like, apparently not. BJ I, is a freak of nature. He can do basically anything. It's insane. I, the, the stuff he survives is nuts. My gamer my, my gamer instinct was like, come up for air. My, <laughs> <laughs> my gamer instinct. <laughs> my gamer Humans in, don't need to breathe, just gamers. My gamer instinct said, drop the Doritos and come up for air. 
<laughs> so I uh, I was going to come up for air, but before I could, that giant foot came down. I was like, oh! That's such a good moment. Because it tells you everything you need to know about this universe. Yeah. This is a universe of, like, blood and metal. Uh-huh. But, I, yeah, I just love this bit here. And then the first soldier you see, you don't actually see face-to-face. You see him through, like, a crack in the door. You just yeah. see his feet, and you shoot. It's only when you open the door after, like, you shoot him, so... At least in my game, he was um, on the ground, like, still shooting. Yeah. Uh, I love that there's no distinguishable, like, human features on this Nazi here. Yeah. There's nothing human about him. Mm -hmm. It shows you everything you need to know about where we are in this conflict. Between the mechanical dogs, the robot, and the look of the foot soldiers... We have our universe in these three moments here. This is like I see now why we are losing this war. Their yes. tech is their tech has outmatched ours, and we got to do something fast. We have to be we have to be scrappy. Like we are using equipment for the time. It's only like when you pick up like yeah. the Nazis' weaponry, like their assault rifles and everything, is when you're you can actually shoot them down. Yeah, exactly. Uh. The floor, this is where I wrote the floors on the map can be a little confusing to read because you have the map screen here. Yeah. It's great on the floor you're on, but knowing what stairs you need to take to get to the separate part of the map. The layout is meant to emulate like maps of the time. There's no like, electronic map or and everything. But I did have a few-minute diversion where I had trouble navigating one of the multi-floor areas of that mission. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, where do I go? Uh, but I found it. it. It took a little longer. But, yeah, that was a little confusing. This is where we get, not our introduction to Wyatt, but this is where Wyatt, like, really yeah. steps up here. He mm-hmm. throws a grenade for the dog to catch to uh, dive, divert one of the dogs from you when it explodes. Mm-hmm. It's when, like, he starts to he starts to have a panic attack. Yeah. And BJ uh, walk, walks to him and, like, walks him through some, like, deep... Some breathing exercises. Some breathing exercises. And, oh. uh... I wrote... One line here. This is this is war, not a church walk. That Fergus says. And I wrote, I love Fergus. Fergus is great. I, after that breathing sequence, I was like, oh, he's gonna die, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not not, not, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, this is where you like plan out the assault. You're going after Death's Head. You're on the ground here. You're like, we gotta scale up this castle wall. Mm-hmm. Which, that was a uh, cool sequence too. Right, I wrote, this is the very first mission, and we're always we're already scaling a wall in the middle of a gunfight. So you're, as you're walking forward, just like bits of the wall are getting blasted. You're holding on, like swinging, like left or right to, to dodge the gunfire to dodge coming the gun down fire at you. As you're shooting the guys like up above you, there's guys in the windows who you can't see until you like look in the window to shoot. Yep, and then the guys who are hanging out the window, you shoot them, and they're like ah. They just fall out. That's so good. It's very funny. Man, this sequence is really freaking great. I wrote, you're the only one who survives the climb, but I'm not sure if that's true after thinking about it. There were some that were picked off for sure. I don't remember if we're the last one. Because I I just remember being the only one who made it to the window. I don't know if Fergus and Wyatt were also climbing that wall. Right. But I I think all the unnamed soldiers were picked off. Yeah, there was one bit where you and another guy get to the wall, and he shot immediately after getting in, which was a good moment there. It could have just been you, and it would have, but it wouldn't have had the same effect. Yeah, just the way this game handles like cutscenes and story moments. Yes, is fantastic. I agree. Like 
I love the way stuff like that is handled. Like the cutscene direction and like the direction of like the animation and story moments are top notch in a game like this. When this this is a game that goes harder than it really needed to. Mm-hmm. Like you could have just been a competent shooter and people to liked it. Yeah, exactly. But it, this does so much mm-hmm. with what what is given in a lot of ways, and I absolutely like really really like this because of it. They're like, no, 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 no. We're taking it. We're we're giving a different take on this story. And we're going to make sure you know it by the quality that we put into these cutscenes. <laughs> so you, you get into the lab where the uh, terrible where terrible experiments are being undergone. Yeah. And then a something is triggered where the incinerator happens. And we have our death's head jump scare here. Yeah. Where he goes to the door and just his face appears. Like yeah. this messed up, deformed uh, face. Like it's very similar to like if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Like yes. The, the high evo- rise of like the high evolutionary yes. type. Uh, face there, and I know it wouldn't have worked, but did you also shoot at the? I did for a store. First, it felt appropriate story yeah. wise just to be like, I'm gonna shoot. Yeah, here. I, I shot at him, it, even though I knew it would not work. I did the cliche action movie thing because I wanted to do the cliche action movie thing. It was Dude. a bad guy, shoot him through bulletproof yeah. glass. Like, it's in every Bond movie, it's in every... it was in Resident Evil 4 a lot in the remake. Yes, every like every time, like Sadler would show up, Leon would be like, pop, 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 even though nothing would happen. Exactly. <laughs> and this is where we get our time for the choice. Um, yes, we are in, we are encountered by the Mad Doctor Man. Yes, uh, this was he the Death Head. Yeah. Yes, and uh, we have to make the choice between Wyatt or Fergus. We agreed ahead of time that well, the wording here is a little bit weird because I was telling you who I saved last time, which was Wyatt. Right. Whenever you thought I was asking you which one I killed. Oh. So you went with Wyatt. You killed Wyatt. Yes. So I ended up saving Wyatt again this time. Oops. Oh. No, no it's fine. Because we, we. It was miscommunication on my part because I thought the game would ask you who do you want to save. I forgot it was oh. asking you who you wanted to kill. Gotcha. And that's where the kind of miscommunication came up. But I forgot most of the story anyway because I only played half of it like seven years ago at this point. Fair. <laughs> so it's um, lost on me. So nothing's really uh, changed in that regard. So I, I, I'm on the Wyatt timeline. You're on the Fergus timeline. Yep. You saved the newer recruit Wyatt. I saved the, um, the, the our leader Fergus. The, the our leader Fergus. But it seemed like a good time when you thought the game was in 1940. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, we got. To... <laughs> He's still young. He's got some years left in him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And there's like a line that like uh, Blazkowicz whispers like it's like oh he was a good he was a good soldier or it was like he, he like you know he does he does those like creepy whispers like, <laughs> BJ's whispers to himself they're very funny <laughs> I'm gonna get you higher yeah, it's like they're like barely audible sometimes <laughs> and it's like dude <laughs> very thick southern drawl it is it's almost like ASMR before ASMR. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the I one thing I re- one thing I really remember about two is that like it gets amped up like twenty percent at the beginning. It's like we're gonna do this together, Caroline. You and me, we're gonna do this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like too subtle. Is 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 some of them almost are. comical here? Yeah, I like it. Oh no, I like it. I like it in the mo- yeah. It's one of the it's things I love in the moment. It's one of the things I love in the moment, but it's really ridiculous. The more you think about it, it's like yeah. yeah BJ Blaskowitz here. We're gonna do this mission real good, and uh, <laughs> gonna find a way out of here. 
for what does Wyatt say to you when he dies? Uh, Fergus says to me, "It's all right, Blasco. It's war. It's my time. Is all." Oh, I imagine Wyatt like Wyatt was doesn't like, take it well. No, he was like, ah, <laughs> he didn't want to die. <laughs> I felt really bad. Inaudible, <laughs> inaudible screaming. <laughs> yep, yep. It was very, it was very hard to watch, and uh, I think, I think Fergus even was was like, oh, like he was. He didn't. I don't recall. Something happens later. I won't talk about that yet. But yeah, it's very evident where it's like, ah, oh, this might not have been the right choice. That I, that they they play that to both sides. Yeah, to make you feel like you made the bad choice no matter what. We'll get to that when we. That was how I felt because I imagine it's a similar scene near the end of this chunk, right? Yeah, chapter seven. Yes. more or less. Yeah, I think there's a similar chunk that plays out with Wyatt, where it the game. Makes you question if you made the right choice or That's not. That's exactly what happens with, with Fergus. BJ uh, does his deep breathing. I like that. Like the one he showed White how to do. He shows him. Yeah. And then Wyatt's path, Wyatt's path gives you the lockpick. You have a lockpick that can you can use to like break into like certain doors and everything to get new equipment. Oh. What do you get in the Fergus timeline in this part? How do you escape the route? Oh. Uh. Oh no, I don't remember. The Fergus remember. timeline gives you an ability. Oh. Uh I can't remember. I just remember getting out. What did he what, what did he do? Does it have something to do with like crates cuz I see crates littered around that sometimes I can't do anything with. Oh, you could break crates. Can you not break crates? I could break crates with a knife. Oh. I mean like there, there were like uh, orange um big Nazi like crates that I couldn't open. Oh. Uh no, it wasn't It's not, it's not those because you want to like something in this path. I didn't know that there was like a specific unlock. You, oh. Yep. So I get the lock pick to escape the room. Ah. Because Wyatt's really good with lock picks. So I get his in uh, mission three. That's when I unlock his lock pick ability to like be able to like break through rooms. I think it's mission three where you want to lock an ability based on your timeline choice. Okay. Gotcha. We... Well, if you remember it, oh, I'll try to just let me know because oh, I know man. the lot pick. Because I don't know what Fergus's timeline gets you because I never played Fergus's path. Before. I'll have to look into that. I didn't know that there was. I didn't know there was a specific uh, utility. That's awesome. So <laughs> we escape by picking the window lock. BJ is hit with shrapnel on the way down. Yep. And this is where we get our opening credits. The tone, what a good tone setter. Very for good. this game. But the opening and then this opening credit sequence is here, and this is where I think the game reveals itself to be special here yeah. is this section with the cutscene direction bj being um declared brain dead sent to an asylum and people at the asylum are taken by death's head men all through like a first person cutscene here until it like cuts away but um you see the progression of time as bj there yes it's like, really cool it's the, like a super cut of just this entire like what we think is probably like months or even a year tops, but we actually yeah. turn out actually turns out to be fourteen years. Yeah, it is now nineteen sixty, and it's like what? <laughs> yes, such an incredible bit here. Yeah, and how uh, Anya, the head nurse, is keeping keeping tabs on you and keeping you alive throughout this time, and of course, like over that time, developing a connection with you. Yeah, and Blazkowicz has that like internal dialogue where it's like, I know these people, I can't communicate with them, but I know them. That's Anya. She's takes care of me, and it's like, oh, it's it's uh, tells this sweet story in during like the time lapse. It's, it's like, such a good moment. It yeah. really is. And uh, so, Death's men are 
coming in and out. This is where uh, we talked about already, but the running gag of the Nazis not remembering BJ, like the guy he like yeah. held up here, but he's not like killing or anything. Or maybe he knows like he's like he's not he he's not worth it to me because he's like um, he's brain dead at this point, right? Or what they what they assume to be brain dead. He's declared brain dead. So yeah, but something changes and um the nazis come to kill everyone this time and anya's mom and dad are killed uh but there's a bit here when you were talking about bj he's he's trapped in a body he feels trapped in his own body because he recognizes them yeah he he feels sympathy for them having to surrender over the people time and time again because he says these good folks are made powerless in this time yeah and uh BJ, this is when the Nazis kill Anya's mom and dad. BJ comes to, and as like the Nazi is walking, the officer is walking to him, he like grabs before that he uh Anya's feeding him. Yeah. And he tucks away the knife mm-hmm. from the kitchen. And as he gets close and puts the gun in your face, you just stand up and just stab, stab that. Stab him dude. in his face. <laughs> he was like, argh, argh, good. <laughs> and then I wrote in all caps, I must save Anya. <laughs> Because after that, she was taken. And right away, your first, like, um, clue that it's been longer than you thought is the weapons are more advanced. Here. Yeah. The yeah. weapons have a lot more metal on them. They're a lot bigger. They take up more of the screen. Yeah. Real yeah. estate. But even like the, I went, the assault rifle gives away because you could pick up assault rifle 1960. And you're like, okay, I guess it's 1960. Oh, that's right. Yep. I did see that. That was no. That's what the reveal was for me. It wasn't the next thing that happens. It was like, wait, what? <laughs> I think they could have kept that. They could, they could have just named it assault rifle. But mm-hmm. I also like the idea of tying it to game modern play. assault rifle. Yeah, or for their time. Yeah, and, and, and then maybe calling it like assault rifle nineteen sixty, like for future, or or maybe I don't know. It, that's like an opinion. That's a very subjective thing. Yeah, because some one could argue that making the reveal happen to the player and not BJ is a better reveal of picking up the gun and being like, Oh, it's the sixties now. That's true. Like that's a good swerve there and make it happen to the player before it happens to our main character. This is where we're introduced to the worst enemy in the game. The drones in the courtyard. Oh, I hate those drones. Yep. They're annoying. They are the worst. It's like right when they like make like a loud noise and heat up. That's when they're about to fire at you. It's like having flashbacks to the drones from Bioshock. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so yeah you kill you kill everybody in the asylum and in the yard and it feels great yes um, you get to anya and bj and anya escape yeah you get in a car and leave and you head to uh somewhere that would be safe anya i believe takes you to her grandparents her house. grandparents home the best characters in the game yep uh on the <laughs> yeah. way on the way uh bj on tries him. to speak polish to her he says i'm sorry my polish is very good <laughs> yeah and um, and she's like that's okay or she responds in english <laughs> she responds in english is like oh that sells it then she knows english we're good there yeah um bj i love the bit here where you get out of like this little like the little farmhouse and everything but you have a nazi in the back of the car too yep he's in the trunk you hear like a guy beating in the trunk and then you open, <laughs> you open the trunk and he's like, it's like dude what did you think was gonna happen <laughs> i i love the line here from bj because he comments like He's like, my sorrow would drown me if I let it out. But Ooh. he's like, but these people are really strong. Yeah. That they had all this terrible things happen to them. And you find out because this is not the first time something like this has happened. The world just like has been weighing them down for so long. 
because this is where the dinner scene here is where BJ finds out that uh, the Nazis have won. Because he's like, we need to meet up with the army. And this is a really good scene because we need to meet up with the army. They're like, there is no army. There is no army. And it's like, what? What, what, what about the United States? It's like, and it's it, it makes you it makes you understand how this is truly a it, there is so much desperation in this situation because the Nazis won like this is their world now and the, the you script, get that impression the script has flipped the nuclear bomb was dropped on us yeah we we got it dropped in nineteen I'm trying to remember the lore forty eight mm-hmm. I think it was dropped in New York City New York City and it's like jeez oh and it actually like. I was. It's, I, it's scary. It's haunting. It's like, oh, I, it makes me thankful to be in this timeline. It's like, oh, that would have been awful. Uh, you know, it's it's a chilling scene. Yeah, just that thought of how tre- it's like what Captain America yeah. went through, but worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like BJ's he, kind of BJ has like some like Captain America isms. Yeah, in his uh, situation and everything, uh, but BJ's not going to stand for that. He's like, "Well, there has to be a resistance right away. Like, there's an army. Okay, someone's got to be fighting these guys." And yeah, there is. There but is. It's a very like small group effort, mm-hmm. and most of them have been captured and have been they hold them somewhere, but we don't know the prison. He was like, well, we got a guy who knows. A Nazi would know. <laughs> and then he goes down. Who can say where they... The, the way says, who can say where they keep him? And then BJ gets the idea. He just gets up and walks downstairs. The yeah. grandma just comes over and turns the needle on the record player. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it's great. And the you, best characters in this entire game. And while <laughs> while the Nazi's talking to you down there in the basement, you can just play... You can play this however you want, but you could just play it like slowly getting the goggles. <laughs> slowly walking over to the workbench, picking up the chainsaw. <laughs> slowly walking up to the Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the apron too. You don't yep, want any blood on your nice clothes because you know what's going to happen here. <laughs> you, did you find the children's toys here? There's some children's toys and it unlocks concept art that reveals that the grandma and grandpa have like been keeping... it. In and out, uh, different Jewish families sheltered oh. over time. So I'll make it paint you. These guys are great people. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. No, I didn't find. I found toys later, but not 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 like, there. At their old age, they've been risking their lives for people in times of need. And that kind of gives more explanation to their actions later. Yes, they <laughs> are great. Without because but yeah, no, that, that's great. That's great because without that context, you're like, wow, these people are randomly badass. <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> Okay, no, that gets more context. They, they, this is not their first time they killed a Nazi, my friend. Nope. <laughs> guy just blows a Nazi's head off later. Oh, I love that <laughs> so much. Grandpa oh. with the shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Some white negotiation reveals that they're kept in Eisenwald prison. Uh, that doesn't save the Nazi's life. BJ kills the Nazi because BJ understands that the only good Nazi is a dead Nazi. <laughs> and he's, yep. <laughs> then, as you do... Uh, Food's getting cold. You gotta have dinner. Yeah, yep, you gotta, you gotta, you <laughs> gotta go upstairs. You say, you say a prayer before the job is about to do. I, I love this so much. Just yeah. grant us warm feet, shallow breath, shelter us from the storm, and for safe passage. Mm. It was, it was very good. I love this bit here. It's 
just the, the, the whole prayer before they go says so much about their characters. There's a lot. Oh, and, uh, and going into the next thing, there's a lot of putting people in trunks in this timeline. There is. <laughs> yeah, actually, it turns out. You find a Nazi in your trunk, you put Anya in, a, in your trunk later for the next thing. And you get in the trunk too. And yep. Because <laughs> you both are traveling in the trunk while Grandpa heads up to the first checkpoint station. And this way you realize, oh, things are bad. Uh, Grandpa shoots him yep. unprompted with the <laughs> shotgun. blows his head off. It's Love like, it. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so you stop at the travel, uh, tra- you stop at the travel checkpoint. You must kill all the Nazis for safe passage, as you do. Mm-hmm. Grandpa is very adamant that you kill them. He's like, "Go on, shoot them Nazis." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that part caught. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I love this man." I was like, I was like "Yes, you're right, Grandpa." But oh my god, <laughs> he's gonna go home to his wife, have some tea, have some like tea or some coffee. Maybe put on work another on the, record. Work on the field, put on another record, and it's just been it's just been a Tuesday for him. He'll put gonna, on a... Oh. I'm going to grant some people safe passage, shoot a Nazi, and then I'm I'm going to kiss my wife and make some um, sweet food. He'll put on a Die Koffer record. <laughs> I, like, I knew you would love that. Band. I found I found that... Uh, we'll get to that later, but yeah. oh my gosh. Uh, the Nazis have like propaganda here that says you and Anya murdered everyone at the asylum. Mm. Like there's... Uh, yeah, that was so cool to see the propaganda. It was so cool to see like all these articles painting like, oh, there's these evil terrorists that are coming about and causing trouble, and and all our our society's in danger. All of you innocent people are in danger, and it's like, you're fucking Nazis. <laughs> Pardon <laughs> my language, but oh, it's, a, it's an explicit show. <laughs> okay, but it's like it's like it's it's wild. Just it's it, this. I even thought to myself, this would be a great lesson in like a propaganda class for yeah like a it would if you if you can get by with the with the murder and the oh yeah bristly blood and yeah all that <laughs> that is, i mean you do, that aside it's a, it's a college level course um, <laughs> yes <laughs> um but yeah and when when we get to our like base of operations the propaganda updating in real time mm, as like yeah. you do each mission there's like new pieces of propaganda around mm, about really your cool. like exploits and everything and that's when you know like you're the propaganda is proof that you are making an impact in this world. Yes. It's something small, but it's something that makes it feel like your actions are, um, they matter in this universe. It's empowering to read all the old newspaper headlines from like the 40s to the early 60s or to like 59 or whenever, where it's revealing like the world is falling apart. Mm-hmm. The Nazis are taking over. This happened in this year. This happened then. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. But then to finally get with each mission a small victory with a new article. Yes. This mission's okay. It's basically um, two separate areas connected uh, through some corridors that mm-hmm. are big and open and teach you... This is like the real first mission of this game because it teaches yeah. you more or less how you're going to be using stealth. You're going to be hunting down the um, officers here this is more or less how they're going to be spaced out yeah you can you have this big open area that you can tackle any way you want to use stealth climb to the roof and use the sniper rifle you zip line from one side to another um this is the uh, objective that i di- to- typically like in games is the kill all enemies on a map before you can continue yeah uh both sections, I was running around looking for the last guy. Yeah, like where is? I this had that situation man? for one of the set, one of those sections, and it was like, ah, it's the only instance so far in this game where this happened. So I was like, is this gonna be a thing 
it, turns out so far no thankfully it might have been in the hangar but i may have just killed everybody before that the big like hangar before you fight the um boss fight with the giant um yeah. robot thing yeah maybe i didn't have that situation yeah, i didn't have that problem because i killed everybody i killed all those i fools. killed all those damn nazis <laughs> um then you fight the robots to continue and that's pretty much it for this like section here yeah anything else you want to touch on no it's really one of those missions that's like this is a means to get to, to the location we discussed in the previous mission it's it's one of those transitionary missions that it does for what it was supposed to serve the purpose it was supposed to serve to teach you new play styles like this was the first time i think i used stealth stealth efficiently yeah in the game this it, is like it was effective and it this was is more good. or less how, teaching you how to use stealth until you get caught and then just blast everybody yep <laughs> and it was good it was good it was a good mission for what it was supposed to be yeah uh, you once you uh, once Grandpa gives you the goodbye, you and Anya get on the train. Uh, you pour some really like well animated coffee. Yep, and then Blaskovich breaks the machine because he can't figure out how to shut it <laughs> off. He's like, uh, uh, Tanner was very adamant. He sent me multiple messages telling me, me to talk about the coffee. So let's talk about the coffee. Okay, yeah, let's talk he, about the coffee. Well, as you walk and like spin it, spin it, you can see like it spinning around. It's very well. Yeah, animated it is. coffee it looks really like it, i don't not i don't even drink coffee and i was like that looks good i wouldn't mind drinking with, drinking the, with the bubbles on it exactly yeah. it's really for 2014 this is what i made coffee all right we talked about the coffee i think we met our coffee quota the coffee quota has been met coffee quota met uh <laughs> <laughs> but no it looked um the the just a moment to divert i guess for the, the graphics i thought to myself for 2014 this was a really good looking game yeah it still looks good it's still holds up mostly it's, for what it, for the time. It's going for an aesthetic. Yes. Versus like realism. Yes. And the the art design does a lot of the heavy lifting in this game. A lot of the shadows, yeah. a lot of the, the way the lighting looks, just the designs of the characters and everything. Not ha- having most of the Nazis you fight in like big bulky armor does mm-hmm. it more of a service than um, fighting a bunch of the dudes whose faces look the same. Yeah. But speaking of someone who faces doesn't look the same we meet officer angle here who yeah. comments on how Aryan you are she points a gun at you and makes you do sort of a test here kind of a, yeah that was makes scary you stuff think something is different as someone who played this before this bit was like i know nothing i pick is gonna matter it's just gonna as, as someone who be. hadn't played this before i was like oh my god you better pick wisely oh uh, well, I, I was like i was like uh, think Nazi, think Nazi. What would a Nazi pick? Uh, 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 what, <laughs> that was like literally my rationale. I was like, what's the most closest thing to a Nazi? This butterfly looks nice was my rationale. I was, I was like, Schmitterling. I know that word. <laughs> so I picked that one. I picked the butterfly too. Yeah, it's just like, this is aesthetically pleasing. I'm going to pick that butterfly. <laughs> and, oh, that, that was such a tense moment for me. Oh. I like that. And it's cool because you, you see them later. And it's it's really cool. Did I miss that bit? I missed the bit where you see the pictures later. No, you see. Oh, you see them later. You I see thought, them later. Oh, I thought you meant you see the and, pictures. And that, and that, that you... recurring joke of like them not recognizing you immediately comes up again. Yes, <laughs> but it's cool that um that sequence was very tense until you realize. No, it, in that moment, I was like, it was very tense, and it gave you an idea of how sick and twisted of a society and world this is. This has become. It's just casual to threaten a guy. It's and casual. Be like, oh, it's a joke. Exactly. It's just a prank, bro. <laughs> uh, this is where I saw the Nazi Beatles ad. Oh yeah. The coffer. <laughs> I 
I, I listened to their song, which translates to, or their, their new album, which translates to Blue Submarine. <laughs> das uh, Blue U-Boat. <laughs> yeah, Das Blue U-Boat. Uh, so, as, uh, you, as someone who I know you're a, a huge Beatles fan. I'm a huge Beatles fan, and it was very like, it was like, when I saw that, I was like, cool! And I was like, oh, oh wait, the implication here. Not cool. <laughs> the dynamic for. <laughs> but when I learned the reason, when I learned the lore behind that band, I was a bit less upset about it because it's like they were not nazis by choice they were forced yeah that's kind of how the they were from liverpool england the fact that they (laughs) do the um they go into the lore about like the songs and everything basically how the nazis have like a tight grip on the performing arts yep like you did you find the record uh in uh, i believe the chapter seven of house of the rising sun i did and yes. you can listen to that bit, and it's just a polka version of yep. House of the Rising Sun. So it's basically saying these artists that are making these like incredible like songs that would define like generations, define music, they're being pigeonholed to a system that doesn't want to grow or change. Yep, they have to do it the germ the Nazi Germany way. The Nazi Germany way. So. Art has not been advancing since Germany in like the 1940s. Nope. Which, if you know like German history, art in Germany was put behind because of like the whole like um, post World War One stuff. Yes. And everything. So it's putting pulling this music way further back into the times, and which is a really cool way of like mm-hmm. using music as the tool for that is. Uh, uh, very effective there and it's mentioned that like they were they were for they were they insulted the fewer by you know not like saluting him they, they forgot to thank the fewer before starting their concert yeah and they they were forced to learn german they were forced to sing in german rather and record the music in german because they they were from liverpool england so mm-hmm. they didn't do that before the, the Nazis took the over the band's manager's name is wolfgang trapper is that a reference to wolfgang anything trapper. particular Wolfgang Trapper. Uh, if not, it's probably just a... The Beatles thing. manager was Brian Epstein. I don't think so. Okay. And it says that... Uh, I, I took the picture here because I knew we'd be talking about this. I did too. Uh, <laughs> has also, they also announced that they would star in a new TV show about the adventures of a, wor- a world-famous boy band. Yeah. <laughs> which, which that is actually genuinely a reference to the fact that there was a Beatles series on television in the 60s. <laughs> At least I think that I think that that's a reference to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty sure. Um, BJ gets back with some coffee. Anya yeah. points out there's only one bed, and they ask, <laughs> that, "It escalated quickly." I was "Are like, you comfortable sharing?" And then cut to cut to hot, intimate finishing. <laughs> they of the scene. deserve it. They man. do. <laughs> they do. She, he, he, he sat there for 14 years. And she took, the, you know, they she took him on bathroom. The sexual tension that's been brewing they for fourteen a bond years somehow, like yeah, clearly. I mean, he's not he's not an ugly dude. He's real. Oh no, he's, <laughs> he's like I said, he looks like John Cena swallowed a watermelon. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. So <laughs> that I I love their relationship. Yeah, me too. It's How, very very sweet. This bit is sudden here, but it makes absolute sense. And mm-hmm. just their relationship and how you can tell that these two generally like love each other yes is so well done in an action game of all things like a, 
mm-hmm. a big bombastic action game like this and their relationship is one of the core like tenets of the storytelling here yes is so well done we get a beautiful match on action as Anya gets up from the bed and then like the sunbeam hits and we're in the hotel room mm-hmm. and we are on our mission they got the hotel room that overlooked where like this prison is and everything and they're built i like the detail that the building uh they're building what looks like the u.s capitol building in berlin yeah. as a prison yeah just uh, like they're taking other cultures uh, and other like systems of government and are using them for their like own like nazi means and everything mm-hmm. so right away mission starts uh you're I, you have your knife out that's the only uh weapon you have at this point and standing on the side of the building overlooking the corrupted city streets with like the nazi banners and everything it reminds me of dishonored mm. have you ever played dishonored i've not there's it's a game we play it for the show it's uh a game set in like this uh, sort of uh, Elizabethan London pastiche, yeah. And there's a lot of like scaling rooftops and everything as like as banners of regime are hanging all over the place. So mm-hmm. it, it made me think of that game. I know um, it all tied back around because Dishonored like took references from like actual like historical stuff. But yeah, yeah, it, it, it just reminded me of that. Yeah. So you. Uh, you get a battery for a laser cutter. Uh, I'm gonna be flying through a lot of this like gameplay stuff here because we talked a lot in the game. The laser cutter was cool. I liked the laser cutter. I liked it. it I was like, what? What is this? And then I was like, it's very, <laughs> it's very Half Life or Portal feeling, and that's all physics based. Yeah, like, it's just like a cool like physicsy tool. Yeah, use and later you get the upgrade for it that you can use to like cut through boxes, mm-hmm. which you have to be. I like that it's not just any hole will do. You have to like no, this this can't fit you in your wide frame. You yeah, cut no, the, I, that's what's wild to me too. I, I intentionally cut a smaller hole one time, and I was like, "There's no way." I'm gonna no break way. this, and then nope. oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I just I turned into Jello. Apparently, <laughs> it's um. There's a really long bit here where you're shimming on the wall of the seat because you get in the secret police station, and there's like a couple of Enigma codes here and stuff. But there's a really long bit where you're shimming shimming along the wall of the secret police station. Yes. And you watch people get loaded into the transport bus. Yeah. The So the first bit of the uh, with the secret police station was very short. At, there, I don't remember if there was like a combat encounter here. Maybe just like one or two. No, wait, there was. There was no um, gunfire here, but you're like, there's a couple of dudes with like batons. Yeah, but you station. didn't have a gun for a while during this mission, I think. I think all you had was a knife so, for a while. This is a bit that probably, I liked it, but it probably could have been a cutscene with you sneaking in and then scaling the wall because it's only about like two minutes of gameplay here. Yeah. But you get on the, you get on top of the transport bus and ride it to um, Eichenwald Prison, Eisenwald Prison. According to the Codex, there has never been a successful escape at Eisenwald Prison. Yep. And that was like, ooh. Because the, what I like is that the um, art pieces that you collect when you go to like a certain area or find like a secret uh spot you can look at lore for the place and it's detailed it's optional there if you want it being we're a game club podcast i've read um most of those mm-hmm. um i said i don't understand the point of the overcharge containers because the benefits are usually gone by the time you get into a firefight i agree Th- that that i've had a similar experience generally when i find them there's no one around to benefit yeah from them. i i think it's just when you find health packs not including, because you have bandages for health. 
And those will only get you to 100. I don't think you can use those when you're at... You can get health upgrades over time that are permanent, though. Yeah, you can get health upgrades and armor upgrades as you go. And we, oh, we, just, we didn't talk about the perk system. Oh, yeah. So the perk system, how it works, if you played the game, you know. But um, there's four different tracks that unlock abilities based on your gameplay. So the more you use certain tools, like the more you use the throwing knives, the more throwing knives you unlock. The more you use stealth kills, the faster your stealth kills will be. The more you do headshots, the faster you'll reload. And um, it rewards you for playing the game how you feel comfortable playing it. Exactly. And it the rewards are on track with that. It's not like you're good with knives, here's a gun upgrade. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're good with knives, here's a knife upgrade. It, it encourages your play style and it leans into it. And I think that's a really cool way to do it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so you sneak through the prison in a way that we'll be coming back to. Uh, mm -hmm. The resistance fighters you eventually find, and they're chained up to the wall with ah. their um, sort of an iron mask yeah. chained to the wall. It, it is looks brutal. like it sucks. It's like medieval torture level, like, prisonment. Yeah, imprisonment. 100%. Uh, you take the mask off, and it's Wyatt. In my game, it's probably Fergus in your it's game. It's Fergus in mine. Fer Weird how that works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they There's like a really quick exchange here. Uh, White goes around and like unlocks... Oh, no, wait. No, he doesn't. You you shoot the guy... You shoot the chains yes. off of That's what I all do of them. Me. And uh, you have a big shootout. Shooting your way is the fun. There's a ton of dudes. And you and White are the only one to really survive the um, attack here. Mm -hmm. Everybody else pretty much dies along the way. Mm -hmm. She's like, ugh. Um, we are the resistance then. <laughs> and then we have to we have to steal a car to escape. Uh, after you crash, you cut your way into the sewers like Nick Fury. It's good to be gameplay sequences here because it's just like uh, the combat stealth sequences. There's not a lot, especially in this prison sequence. This mission's yeah. pretty short. Uh, but yeah, the, so you drive the car for a little bit, you get the full handle on the car, so you don't, does not really worth like talking about the car mechanics here, but you crash and then you see like them coming to towards you and you have to like quickly look down to see the sewer grate and cut your way through. Mm -hmm. I, I like that bit here a lot. And, um, why it knows how to hardwire a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we drive the car to a camera bind spot by some... Oh! That might... Did you do any hot wiring uh, in the first mission? No. That was the resource I had. Oh. I learned how to hot wire oh. uh, the doors and open the doors by hot wiring them. Okay. That's what it was because... So you can open more of the mechanical doors. Yes. Ah, I think I've seen some of that stuff where... Okay. That's what that was. I was trying to figure out what it could have been. That must have been the, the special... Thing I learned. Is there to... is there a mini game involved with that, or is it just hit a button and? Uh, it's 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 literally uh, you have to tap the wires together as fast as you can three times in a row, and it's very flimsy. Oh, so it's like a matter of being as stable as you can. Yeah, the lock picking's weird because you use the um, control stick to rotate, and you gotta line up three pins uh. with the arrow, and it like. It feels like a ship on water where it's like rocking back and yeah. forth and you got to line it up and it just go, it goes click, click, click. I would describe it as very clumsy, uh, very clumsy, but like intentionally clumsy feeling. Uh, it's feels like, I, I wonder if that's better because mine just feels like frustrating going, I had it lined up. Why is it still moving? This is oh, yeah. annoying. Maybe. In some ways. But I think it's just a way to be like, you don't want to do this in a firefight. 
because mm. or if you are then you're scrounging for you want it to be sort of tense because you're probably looking for uh ammo and armor up, uh, upgrades and stuff um so this is a bit here that feels sort of like this feels very mission impossible for me where this is the cut scene where you're trying to find the resistance base after breaking out of prison uh you have to, you go because you're attempting i like the lore here is that no one does this during the day right. everyone does this at night because it's very hard to pull off in general you have to ride the camera to a blind spot in the ride the car to a camera blind spot in the mist yeah then do a mission impossible dive, dive into the water put a brick on the gas to keep the car going <laughs> but it's uh sealed this time <laughs> the gateway into the sewer and so you can see them losing oxygen and everything but you have to pull out the cutting tool and cut your way through white apologizes and everything and then you find your way to the resistance camp uh right away bj tackles klaus yep for the nazi symbol that's exactly what <laughs> I happens i love klaus because he's immediately like i get it dude yeah. dude i get it <laughs> he's like i get it He's very cool about it because he was because he had yeah he was a he was a Nazi at one point. And there's a bit here in, in this area too where you can ask him why he still has that. He's like, no, I'm not removing this until we win this. I, that will be the real reward. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I get it. Fair. Because he hates that symbol <laughs> as much as BJ does. Yeah. But he has to live with like the choices and the path he made. And I like the fact that he doesn't feel like he can remedy himself with the situation until he purges the Nazis. Taking off the symbol, removing the tattoo would be symbolic for him removing Nazis from the world. And I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carol, we see Caroline here. Caroline and BJ, they, it's implied they, they know each other. It doesn't really dive yeah. into... I was wondering if I missed something. No. Because... It's implied that they know each other. I don't know if that was from like a previous game because this was kind of a pseudo-sequel to return return to castle wolfenstein she has the, kind um, of a german accent though so it's like how would he, tack he just tackled somebody who had a german accent I don't a minute ago think it's that <laughs> i don't think it's that important i think this bit's different too i have a guitar player named jay here uh i don't he's he's a dude his name is just jay i think they're going for a Jimi hendrix pastiche oh he just chill he just chills in the lobby and plays guitar oh that's awesome well, i don't have that <laughs> do you have do you you probably have a dude here in this his place uh do you i don't know i don't know if that's the case uh i have uh does klaus have um his friend who he takes care of uh the the guy with the um sort the, of the dentist the deformity in his head yeah, yeah i still have that yeah, okay, yeah. then it's not him. Who do I... Oh, I have this crazy lady who hates me. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like... She, I don't have her. She's kind of like... She's a bit like... For lack of a better word, she's very manic. She's like, oh, you ruined this... Oh, I got to account for this now that you're here. And it's uh, like that this, kind of a This seems unfair. I get the cool Jimi Hendrix guitar yeah, player, dude. Yeah, I wish I had lady. that. And I get the lady who hates... She, like, I was trying to... <laughs> There's well, you also get Fergus, and I get Wyatt. So that's true. You get the upgrade. Is Fergus still cool? Fergus is still cool. Okay, he's he's a bit more jaded, but he's not like he's not like uh, Fat Thor jaded. He's like <laughs> he's like just sort of like oh, we got to do this, Blazkowicz. But he's he's a bit more cynical, I'd say. Yeah, I mean the world made him cynical, and I understand. I yeah. Understandably so. Yeah, th th things about and he was chained up to a wall. Yeah, why is chained up? 
if Fur gets chained up to a wall and is bitter, I'll, I'd be like, D- dude, I, I get you understand. Why is chained up to a wall? I'd be like, grow up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. For real. <laughs> but, there's a scene with the crazy lady. Like, she's just on the floor, like, organizing something. And he, I try to open a door and it was locked. And she's like... <laughs> It's locked, dumbass. You need a key. It's like, it's like, screw you. Okay, I kind of like her now. (laughs) She's funny, but she's mean. Oh, yeah, because the guy, uh, Jay's just playing the guitar with that beat. He's like, you need a key. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mine makes fun of me. (laughs) Jay's just like, are you going to help out with the cause at all? Are you just going to play your guitar? That was my thought with her. It's like, are you just going to sit on the floor and organize nonsense? Or are you going to help us? We have one animation cycle. Because we're <laughs> characters that the other person may not see, so yeah, uh, Max stole the plans for the pro- for Project Whisper because he upset him because he's a pacifist. Max is the uh, um, guy who's has the deformity in his head and is yeah. like very childish in nature. He has a, a very sensitive. strong, but he's also very sensitive. Yeah, sensitive is the uh, correct word uses there. Um, Sensitive to like sounds yes. and things like and that. And he, he steals the plans because they have set him. Uh, Project Whisper being our next mission is in it, or what, what our um, next mission is going to be, it's an advanced helicopter project that we're going to break in and steal. So uh, this is where Chapter 5 is weird because if you go down the critical path, it immediately railroads you onto this mission. And you're like, I wasn't done exploring yet. There's a record here that I haven't got. Oh, uh, yeah. That was when I found the beat, the beat, not the beat, the the, the German Beatles record. The German, I missed that record. <laughs> I listened to it separately because I'm like, I think that's the one I missed, but I didn't find House of the Rising Sun. So we infiltrate a top Nazi research facility with um, our exposable, our, our expendable men, member here. Yeah. Who gets like Bobby, who gets five lines and then blows up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He just wanted to blow up and then pretend like he didn't know nobody. That's the, that's the yep. <laughs> I mean, good on it. He died the way you lived. <laughs> he did. Um, the explosion happens right when you exit the car. I was like, it's almost unclear what happens, but Bobby blows up your way into the inside. It was, I couldn't know. It was hard to tell if like he did it or if something happened and triggered. And it was like, hard to tell. I agree. I, I wasn't sure. I had to look it up being the, the host of the show and be like, what happened? I should probably know what happened. And apparently he drove into the into the place and blew up an entryway. I was like, did they have a bomb sitting in the lobby? Like <laughs> that explosion was way bigger than, than the car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's sort of an asphalt maze as you avoid dogs here. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of cool. I had I wrote this note here, but we already talked about it. About did you ever throw grenades? And did you ever mess? Did it mess you up that you the throw grenade button and the weapon wheel were on the same button? Yeah, the answer is yes. Um, a couple, one or two times. Strasse, our friend Strasse, narrates the museum here. Oh, it's also worth noting. I didn't write it down, but he's also uh, the voiceover for the prison section. He's oh. given notes and he's like, oh, given like. Oh, oh, that's right. There's a very important bit that I missed in the uh, Eisenwald prison where he's saying, I can guarantee you your freedom every time. If you agree to an experiment, I could offer your freedom in exchange for for my your services. Uh, really messed up stuff. But he's narrating the museum here to like the entryway to it. So I like the fact that Strauss, or the guy we are hunting down at the beginning, Like I like that our main antagonist is a uh one of the nazi officers with uh uh engel 
and Strasse. I like that it's not like we're not going after the big wigs yet. Yeah. This is only our first game. Uh, we're not going to topple... We're not em- shooting Hitler yet. We're not going to top. <laughs> we're not going to topple the Empire in Game One. Mm-hmm. We are after. We're after their structure, and we want them to know who we are and what they, who we are and what we intend to do. Which is, we're going to kill Nazis until there's no more Nazis. We want to put the fear into those leaders' eyes before we take them out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you go to, from the museum to the observatory. The Nazis made it to the moon. Dang it! Why did they have to make it to the moon? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's so much stuff here with the museum talking about like Nazi space flight and everything because it's important to know that this is their top research facility. Yeah, which is where we're going to. And I like that they have like a museum dedicated to like propaganda, being like, "Look at this amazing stuff we accomplished," <laughs> out yeah. the backs of millions of dead people. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we take the elevators to the laboratory, and. I love the cutscene direction here. There's a lot of split screen usage. Caroline's on the roof doing like an infiltration. Uh, we got Anya back on on the desk working her research and everything. Mm-hmm. And I like how it all cuts to, to BJ Blaskowitz and the, the cameras are misaligned and then they align and then the split screen goes away. It's uh, the cutscene, sir. Just very cool. They are. They're really good. Cool direction here. You upgrade the laser gun here, and now it's a big gun. Yeah, now it's now much it, more effective. Yes. It is just a gun now with laser capabilities. There's a couple difficult fights in the hangar, a big open hangar area, where then you fight a giant robot. Yeah, big robot. So the that, was here, the, that was where I had to reload the most times. That was the toughest part. For yeah, that, the robot. Because I ran out of like ammunition here and only got yeah. to like 20 health. So I had to run around like stabbing boxes while avoiding his... That was exactly what I had um, to do. <laughs> avoiding his... um. Big guns. It was a fun challenge, but it was also like, uh, am I supposed to be more equipped for this? Am I going to have to reload this part of the mission? But nope, I, we, I was able to get it. And I, was can, like, <sighs> I don't know if the health respawns, but I've never been in a situation where I couldn't get more health if, Even if it wasn't for running away really bad. Yeah, Enough to get me out of a situation. You do heal yeah. up to 20? Yes. Which sort of helps, but not really. Cause that's you take like a couple shots and then... <clears throat> yeah, and exactly. Good. Uh, what messes you up more than anything is if you have two guys standing with an assault rifle. Yeah. Because that will just delete your health. It will. Yep. <laughs> Getting shot from both sides will end you. So you're going to hang up for extraction. The crew um, hand glides in, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's especially badass considering one of our crew doesn't even have legs that y- move. Yeah. <laughs> They're in a wheelchair. Yep. You uh, place Caroline in the helicopter cockpit. Uh, and she dove in there like a badass. Yeah, she, awesome. she rules. Uh, <laughs> sorry about your legs. She said, don't be. I've learned how to fly. And then the yeah. planes take off. And they look like the ornithopters from Dune. The way, like, the I love that they're sort of like a elongated design with the double propellers that, like, um, fold in on themselves to dive. Is very mm-hmm. much like the um, the copters from Dune. So we go back with our newly acquired planes. And that, we, that we did manage to get in there somehow without being detected. <laughs> Chapter 7, A Mystery. Anna's doing research. She found that the Nazis use a very specific type of concrete to make their buildings quickly. Super Nazi concrete. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. Uber concrete, I think. Uber. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love the relationship because they get off here and she's like, oh, there's one more thing too. And she just kisses him. It's yeah. A really sweet moment. I, I, like the, I love these two. Uh, Jay is jamming out by the stairs. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, my my person's said. being on the floor being an asshole again. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, Jay's not an asshole. I think he's just disinterested. Ah, uh, yeah. He's just like, whatever, man. <laughs> he's he's what, what he's what would have thrived in the 60s had the world worked out in that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's mad. He's like, just he's bitter. He's just like, man, things go um, slightly better for me if the world... <laughs> man. Um... If you go to your bed and lay down, you can play the first level of Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah, I I, I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Did you complete this mission? I yeah. I died, and I was like, I don't have time for this. I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole if I keep trying this. So I can just I continued. In the second game, Wolfenstein 2, you can actually play a full version of Wolfenstein 3D, but with the roles reverse, where you're playing as a German guy and B.J. Blaskowitz is the bad guy. Oh, so it's like a palette oh. swap version of Wolfenstein because the idea huh. is that because it's like the Nazis are so advanced, they have computer games now yeah. and they made Wolfenstein 3D, but they made it, but from, they their made it from their perspective. That's really They're funny. the good guys, which is a great way of doing that. That is pretty smart. So instead of like uh, in the original UI, you don't see it here. You see, uh, do you know that like. Um, I don't know if you've seen Wolfenstein, but uh, the original Wolfenstein, but I know you know like the Doom um, UI where you yeah, see that was the first thing I thought. Was where you like, see Doom guy in like the little corner there, and uh, it's not B.J. Blaskowitz in Wolfenstein Two in there. It's like a blonde-haired, blue-eyed dude because you're playing is just a <laughs> oh, and it's just a palette swap there. It's really funny. Is there like, am I crazy in that there's like a huge Fallout reference with like that? There's like a door, like a giant door. that looks like a vault in the base that has one o one on it. I missed that. Oh yeah, because this Bethesda, Bethesda. published this. Ah. So I was like, I think that's a Fallout Three reference. <laughs> I missed, or at least a Fallout. Matt, reference. I missed that. Um, you have to go back because Chapter Nine begins in the uh, um, the underground base. So I might not need to. Which that, that led me into a conspiracy theory: was is this the same world that Fallout takes place in? Is this the because <laughs> then the in Fallout it's like twenty twenty. 2200 and it's like is did it take us that long to recover from the nazi regime and did we form a society that was like the 1950s and the 2200s as someone who played fallout <laughs> no but that's nah. a cool theory no uh, i realized that, that that was not the case i was overthinking it but it's, it was one like, of those, it's one of those things you're like yeah and then you think about it no that doesn't yeah work. Um, exactly why it has the archive keys uh, that's where jay points me to why it has fergus's dog tags he suffers from massive survivor's guilt yes he says, you left a boy in charge of a man's work. Oh, wow. Me. Like, okay. he feels the pressure of living up the Fergus. And that's when, B- I don't I disagree with BJ here. He says, ah, maybe I made the wrong choice. That's what, that's what he says he for says me. They, they kept that line the They same. kept that line the same. Because Fergus, is, Fergus feels immense he guilt. He's, he's fr- he, he, like, put, he, like, he doesn't hurt you, but he, like, physically, like, pushes you, assaults yeah, why you. Pull- Pushes you out of the room. Yeah, he's like... And the door locks so you can't go back in. But it's mostly out of his own guilt that we chose him over Wyatt. And he's, he says to me... Or he says me and him are a couple of old useless mummies. And that Wyatt was young and he showed a lot of promise. And he would have been a great soldier had he lived. But Wyatt feels like he can never live up to Fergus, so... Okay. That's cool. Okay. I understand it now. scene plays out the same way, but I like that it makes sense in both contexts here. Yeah. Guilt from the older man not letting the younger guy survive, and guilt that the younger guy, like, I will never live up to his legacy. Anya needs a chunk of concrete, so you go to get some and you fall down the sewer. 
Yep. The game. This game. And no one helps you up like a bunch of assholes. It's like yeah. It's good, like literally good just luck. Literally just get the big guy and and Klaus and just pull me up. Enjoy <laughs> the stupid um, drones you're gonna be fighting in this section. Yeah. Down a long hallway. Mm-hmm. The game commits a cardinal sin of not being able to play audio records from outside the menu. Yep. <laughs> I hate it when it does that. That's I, when you find the House go, of the Rising yes, Sun. I go to play the song and then exit the menu and the song stops. I go, no, what are we doing? It's like, you're Bethesda. You Bioshock met- figured Pit this Boys. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Bioshock figured this out in 2007. <laughs> that even then, I think System Shock had this figured out. When you get an audio log, I should be able to listen to it and move. As you, Yeah, I yeah. agree. That's one thing I think. Yeah, It's a cardinal funny. sin. For, I don't want to have to stop in my tracks for lore. I want to listen to the lore while I play. Exactly. <laughs> How's the Rising Sun but German Polka? Yeah. Uh, Klaus had a son with a clubbed foot. He yeah. tried to hide it, but the secret police killed his wife and son. And that's why he defected from the Nazi regime. And it makes me realize that that's also probably why he takes such good care of the big guy. Because if the Nazis found him, obviously... They, they would kill him mm-hmm. immediately. So yeah. it explains their relationship. Did you do the alternate, the yes. mission of finding all the toys? I did. I found all the toys and I put them back in his room and it was yeah. like a very little sweet moment. So, cause it's like, in my mind, I was like, I want to be in good favor with Klaus mm-hmm. and the big guy. Cause they, I, I, I get where they're both, I get where he's coming from and I feel bad, you know, for the big guy. And this is where we get our big lowdown for our final mission in the section. Anya figures out that someone is tampering with the Uber concrete production. A man named Set Roth is a member of this ancient Jewish order and was sent to a work camp that manufactures the concrete. And I don't remember the exact chain of how she connected that those dots of information. There was limestone found in certain samples of it, and, and yeah. that particular sample was traced to that. To, I, oh, the, 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 that sample of concrete was traced to this work camp where someone we know is a part of this ancient order and it was like it it was really it might have just been mostly like a a combination of a coincidence and a guess like this must be the person because this person has had a history of and like we traced him down to three camps and when he moved to this camp was when we started to notice like the change in concrete type thing yeah um so we have to infiltrate the camp undercover and break him out i love this mission it was wild it's like literally just get arrested a this is a great change of pace for this game it was a very like it was a very heavy sequence because it was like this is literally a, a concentration camp for lack of better words. Yes, uh, it, where the it's like it's what a concentration camp would have looked like had the Nazis gone even further with it. Yes, and it was like oh, it, it was very heavy. They're exactly like means of like production because now it's not just building stuff for the army. This is how like everything it's is building built. stuff for their society. Everything that, that like. The artist workers in our that where we live do like the construction work and everything that is being done by forced labor, mm-hmm. and just the fact that like it's not more it's not for like the war effort anymore is for just like how things function. That's just a tenet of this entire society, is just and it was a, it was very like it was also heavy because for me this was the first time I saw non-white people in the game yeah. oh that's a good point and it was like oh, this what it nazi no. bastards <laughs> it's like cause, well besides well it didn't hit that much for me because i had jay oh true who's there playing guitar that, oh oh true fair enough i didn't know that <laughs> yeah it was like um it was just kind of like oh, it just made me madder 
and and that's so this effective like it was storytelling without i don't know how this game can be so subtle yeah in a game where you can dual wield machine guns and just uh kill nazis (laughs) and the fact that like this game has an animation where you and the the enemy are stabbing each other at the same time yeah how this game (laughs) how this game can tackle like really subtle storytelling is amazing to me yeah so a man is sent there with a dying child and the nazi lady uh frau engel who we've seen uh before on the train takes the child and like holds the child up by like the foot and then beats up the man and throws him back on the, the bus and everything and then you're in the line here even if you don't move you're like can if you don't if you don't hit the control stick to move you're still being pushed up by the line behind you um angle dresses the line and she thinks that she's seen you before but her boy toy dismisses this does that dude have a name i just said his name at all i just i i just called him like nazi aryan man i call him uh, he's in my notes as boy toy yeah (laughs) your boy toy (laughs) So you're broken from the line because they notice how like strong you are. It's like we can yeah. put this man to work right away. So they put me right on the cement mixer. Yep, and you you're tattooed a number. Yep. Oh, yeah, man. that 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 was also like a yep. This is definitely what they're trying to do. Uh-huh. Guy beside you tells you they fought the Nazis in Africa. He tells you uh, what Block said is in. So you have to distract the guards to break away and change uniforms to get into a sex group. Which the implications of that is just like wild too. Mm-hmm. That you so you break the cement mixer. We'll get puzzle here where you break the like um, metal piece around the button and you throw the button into into the cement mix. And almost just, like a washing machine and explodes. <laughs> it just goes kablooey. Uh, and it's like brutal, brutal world building where you just learn how terrible these people are treated. It's like you have a five minute break where we fix the machine. Not a splash of color anywhere in this. Yeah. Like, go back to your bunkers. Yeah, it's like you will be shot, and all, all, everyone in your unit will be shot if you are not back in time. It's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you swap uniforms with Milo to get set. You tell him that you're in the block with his wife. Yeah. Uh, does um the guy beside you uh Bombate does does he give you that information about the guy's wife or is BJ making something up to get the uniform? I think he gives you the information. Okay, that's I what think... I was thinking too. Because when I first I was like, do we know that? And then I was like, I don't I think remember being like, it. I don't remember being like, ah, oh, BJ. I don't remember. I would have remembered yeah. feeling like, ah, this is. I get why we're doing this, but this feels bad. Yeah, but you know. I, I I think that was like an honest thing. Like Bombate tells you like the note here. Uh. I hope we see him again. He seems cool, is my note. Yeah. Like, I like the, I like Bombate. He's, I right. like him, too. And then my next note is, I like Seth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Seth's pretty cool. Immediate first impression was, I like this guy. Yeah. Because you think the guy is writhing, writhing on the, bre- the bed is Seth. But he's the guy helping the guy writhing yeah, on the bed. Yeah, his hands up. So you're like, this guy is a resourceful engineer and a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's like Dr. Bones from uh, Star Trek. <laughs> like sort of this weary like cynical like war doctor type dude but the moment you give him an ounce of hope and 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 like get progress he's like oh shit this could work yeah you could see his enthusiasm change throughout the mission he's like see that big guy over there i made a button <laughs> i need a battery for it yeah. so you go down the shoot the a shoot that is uh dead bodies yeah living. Oh, this might be my favorite mission there, there's this also was a, a lady. I think so too. There's also a lady uh, beside. Right outside, she's like, like, "Do the right thing. 
there's someone in there. He's a bad man. Mr. Is, is his name like Mr. Knife for something? I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, or is he just known as The Knife? It might be The Knife. Yeah. Knife dude, bad. Killed Knife dude. Yeah. Um. So... Oh, yeah, he's just named The Knife. Game um, punishes you for stealthing efficiently. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would like the name Mr. Knife. <laughs> but uh, he captures you in the building and stabs you. Yep. And this is where BJ should have definitely died. Yeah, he would have absolutely died. But the... uh, He thinks you're dead and throws you into a furnace to be cremated. That was, an in, that was a very... This is insane. Then uh, you get up and then immediately stab the dude running the furnace. <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. And then you make your way to you make your way through all the Nazis until you get to I, him and kill him. I love how disorienting it is because yeah. you think you're standing straight up in the furnace. Yeah. But you're actually laying straight down. So you like lift your hands up to crawl out of it. The perspective here is so cool. Yeah. That it's to me like, where am I? Oh, it's hot. I need to get out of here. Dang. This, that small that, bit there is so This might have been my favorite mission too. Man, when I think about yeah, it. the more I think about it, the more I love this. So you sneak up and kill the knife while he's washing the hands of his latest victim. Is that where you got him to, where he's washing hands? I didn't know if there was a way to get to him sooner, because you hear a man scream. Oh, wait, no. I messed up, and I chased him. He made it all the way to his office, and then I just stabbed him right outside okay. his office. He, he, he was, like, walking from, like, the torture room and was, like, washing his hands yeah. where I got him when, before I stabbed <sighs> that him. That would have been more satisfying. Um, <laughs> but I was, like... If I was quicker, could I have saved the dude screaming? I don't think so, but... Because you hear screaming. I, I, maybe, because I, apparently you can wait to kill him until much later. So so maybe the opposite's true? No, I feel like if you do that, though, you're going to alert some people. And true. And he'll probably run into his office a lot faster. Mm. Um, security system disabled, now to find the battery. You can hear Ingle and her boy toy talking. Yep. And how she did her duty as a woman, quote-unquote, by having yeah. six kids. That was wild oh, to hear. Man. It was like, <laughs> I produced six Aryans. Uh, <laughs> gross. Uh, She's it. like, well, I did my part. Now we can just have some fun. I'm just like, ugh, this is the worst. Yeah, I hated it. Uh, BJ shocks himself bad with the battery. It's like, he's getting messed up this mission. Yeah. Thrown in a prison, been stabbed, nearly cremated, and then shocked. <laughs> Whoever wrote this mission in particular just has it out for BJ Blazkowicz. Yeah, they're like, I don't like our protagonist. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make him suffer in return. But also getting tortured in the chair, too. There's a bit yeah. I cut out here where the knife is just stabbing you. Before you get thrown in the furnace, he's just stabbing you in the chair. Like, Ugh. enjoying it as you see your health, like, go down. It goes down to, like, five, and it's it, like, oh. It reminds me a lot of the torture scene in uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, where <laughs> you have, you can't see because you have a uh, bag over your head, but you have to see your life bar, and you can oh. feel your controller vibrate. So as your, as he's off, as this guy with lightning hands is offering you, asking you where the location of stuff is, he's punching you, and you feel the vibration as you see your health take down. Oh. Because you can't, also a good moment. That is cool. <laughs> America Saw 3, great video game. Um, Maybe someday. Turns out. <laughs> uh, the uh, BJ Shaw's Battle with the Battery. This is where you're picked up and Ingle finds you and calls for your immediate execution of everybody on the block. Yeah. Uh, Set says, hey, did you get the battery? You toss in the battery and then he takes control of this giant robot who... I wrote the robot's name here. Hair Faust is the robot's name. Oh, Hair Faust. Hair Faust is the robot's name. It grabs hold of that lady and rips a piece of her face off. Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> so good. 
Um, you use it to escape. I love the like the mechanisms of driving it. It's just like a key. Yeah. And, um, it's just a, a regular old ignition key to operate this big robot yeah. with like um, <laughs> motorcycle handles, pretty much. I, I love it so much. It was really fun. I liked that sequence. I, I like... Uh, a lot of games will sometimes have a sequence where you feel nearly invincible and you just get to mow down people. And that, that My goes... health never went below 600 here. Nope. Mine, <laughs> just nonstop, just mowing neither. dudes down. It was it's pretty so satisfying. Good. Uh, so after destroying set, and then you threw her off the side of the. Oh right, she like she like crawls over to you with her creepy deformed right. face, and she's like, she crawls to you and then says, "I will hunt you down and kill you and your friends." And then before you, getting thrown off, before, the cliff. and then you just pick her up and throw her off the side of the uh, cliff. Yes, which she apparently survives. So good. <laughs> uh, so after defending set. Lee, Lee, loading up the prisoners, you abandon the robot and escape with sound of the truck. Ingle's alive and um, just threatens both of you guys. Yeah. But, yeah. So, we learn... We get set back, and this way we learn that the ancient Jewish society of inventors, they had the tech. They invented the tech that the Nazis stole. I don't have the order's name here. I didn't write it down fast enough. Oh, um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get the name either. But, yeah, the, the Nazis stole the tech to win the world. But then Set says, that was only a fraction of what we have. He was like, that is like they got the small stuff to win the war. We got cooler stuff, man. Ooh. So, there's a safe containing knowledge buried at the Atlantic Ocean. But we need a U-boat. And that's our stopping point. Oh. So, we need to... So, we have a heist that we need to do. We need to go and steal a U-boat so we can go... It's a race against time to get to the Atlantic Ocean to unlock the vault to find... Something that'll help us win the war against the Nazis. And that is our stopping point. That's why we wrap up this game so yeah. far. Part one. Oh. What a fun game. I'm really enjoying this game so far. I and it was and it was one of those games where it was like, oh, do I have to stop? Yeah, I shouldn't overplay past the stop point. Yeah, I <laughs> I missed out by not finishing this. Even though I'm aware was this time playing it all in one chunk and not trying to go back to it in pieces made me really realize no. This is really good too. Wolfenstein Two was freaking awesome, but what that game? This game walks so Wolfenstein Two yes. could run. Wolfen Wolfenstein Two doesn't run. It takes the ball and like punts it, <laughs> and then goes. What's where we playing again? I forgot. <laughs> um, um, Wolfenstein Two is the most insane Uber ball. <laughs> Wolfenstein Two is the most insane video game I ever played. It mm. foregoes all of the character moments from this game. And just amps up the ante to the most insane moments I've ever played in a video game where my jaw oh. was dropped. Oh, dang. It is a much more... This is a better told story. Wolfenstein 2 is the most insane video game I've ever played. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I want to play this game now. <laughs> yeah, I, I would play it right after this because that game is... That game's nuts. I love <laughs> Wolfenstein 2 so much. I'm loving this too, but for very different reasons. Yeah. And so when we come back in two weeks for part two, we will have finished this game and can talk all about Wolfenstein The New Order. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited to keep playing this. Me too. I really like this game. I hope the second half, considering we're doing a heist in a U-boat in the Atlantic Ocean, that mm -hmm. seems like it's going to open the floodgates for some really cool stuff yeah. that I'm really excited to see. Absolutely. 
John, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. And listener, thank you for joining us at Stay of the Save. You can message us at stayofthesave at gmail.com or at Stay of the Save on any of our platforms, Twitter, X, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, YouTube. We have a Twitch. You can message us anywhere, and if I find that message, I will respond to it probably in a delayed fashion or we'll re the show if it's a question that you have or if you have any notes on this game we're currently playing or have suggestions on what games we should check out in the future that's a cool way to do that john thank you so much for joining me absolutely this was a blast and i cannot wait to play more of this but me too all of you listening thank you for joining us stay safe out there bye everyone